0: listening to the apollo podcast network
1: that woman deserves her revenge
2: and we deserve to die
0: take podcast episode 54 we are back at full staff again plus less than humble t just now joined us full-time thank you for coming boy, on boy, boy. Boy, boy, boy. everybody and then on top of that we have a guest we're rolling deep this this episode we are joined by bradford howard bradford thank you
3: for coming on man appreciate you i appreciate the honor um yeah, i've been on um, following i follow dex i follow t's i follow the podcast and so um, i'm excited to talk movies and other exciting things with you all. So, to get engulfed into the culture, I feel like I made it kind of. So, start <laughs> here, go to cans. Tell
0: we'll you what. It. Tell you what, friend, it is uh, the furthest thing from making it when we uh, not to put you down, <laughs> not to put you down, but we uh, <laughs> we are the lowest tier of making it. Um, this this
4: is our game seven of takes. This is this is Kill Bill one and two. This is going to be incredible. I've been stoked for this all fucking day.
0: Kill Bill volumes one and two. Those are the movies that we're doing. We're kind of doing them back to back because. Like Jake was telling us in the group message earlier, and it kind of feels like it anyway. If you, we watch both of these movies back to back. It's just one long movie. It's and, just one movie. Yeah. So, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2. Let me get into it. How are y'all doing? We doing okay? We surviving? We survived a week from hell, if you're in Texas. Holy shit.
1: That's ridiculous. Bro, I never want to see snow again ever in my life. <laughs> I don't want to see ice. I don't want to see a temperature that starts with a three ever again. I'm good. I'm done forever.
0: I mean it was just a little peek behind the curtain you know the first night I've had to work the entire week because I work in news and, and and so we were braving the road with don't drive except if you know you have to work so uh, the first night when the power went out um, and Jake can attest to this too it was like 35 degrees in my house and like I was and I put out a video you could see my breath in the house, so anytime I would take, like my face was just cold, but anytime I would take my hands out of my, out of my blankets, they would just freeze. So it was, you know, and and not to, not to say uh, it was terrible. A lot of people went through way worse than we did, but man, that sucked ass. That was awful.
1: Not, yeah, yeah, easily the worst week of my life. Like living down here, just.
0: Mm. God, that, was, that right. was awful. Um and then Jake's just out here just not being able to shower for another week, apparently. Little maybe pee-
5: we'll see. I
4: do not envy y'all.
5: No, it's it's rough. Know, maybe, sunny maybe California, I'll... you dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's uh let's do some kill bill, shall we? Um, Kill Bills Volume One and Two. I'll just go ahead and read the synopsis. I think we'll we'll do Kill Bill Volume One, and then kind of flow down the line into Kill Bill Volume Two, if if that sounds all right with y'all. Yeah, let's
1: That's cool. do it. as okay. long as we agree
4: that Dex is not
0: allowed to slander this film, then I, I think we can agree.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna slander the film.
0: He might. Uh, <laughs> I might. Kill Bill Volume One came out in 2003 has an 8.1 on imdb it is well it is way more liked by people than it is by critics um and critics don't critics actually like it though but not to this extent after awakening from a four-year coma a former assassin wreaks vengeance on the team of assassins who betrayed her written and directed by quentin tarantino uh also a writing credit on this is uma thurman uh it stars Uh, Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu Vivica A. Fox uh, Daryl Hannah, David Carradine Michael Madsen Julie dreyfus not that one Um, and yeah just on down the line but uh, Uma Thurman is on screen 98% of the time she was nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie it is rated as the number 174th best movie all time on IMDB by
5: the fans
4: that's
3: too low. Uh, oh, That's okay. <laughs> that's
0: too low. <laughs> oh,
5: that's too low. Uh, is that low. Is it rated together? Is it just like the Kill Bill series? No, this,
0: it's it's one movie and the other movie. Um,
5: oh, so wait, wait, what's rated? Which what, one's higher? What, yeah, which one's higher? Uh,
0: by the fans, um, Kill Bill Volume 1 is rated higher. Uh, by the critics, Kill Bill Volume 2 is rated higher. Has a 69 metascore. Kill Bill Volume 2 has an 83 metascore. Uh, if we go to the Rotten Tomatoes that makes perfect sense that That's critics would like the
4: second one better Kill
0: Bill Volume 1 uh, has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes 81% audience score till Kill Bill Volume 2 has an 84% uh, uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes 89% audience score so it's kind of weird um, but yeah these made a good amount of money too um, Kill Bill Volume 1 On a $30 million budget, had $180 million cumulative gross for a hard-R film. Of course, all of Tarantino is. Kill Bill Volume 2 made, on the same $30 million, made $154 million, which, on a just one... Didn't you say, Jake, they filmed all of this together? And so, just on one thirty million dollar investment they ended up making 300 million dollars basically
5: yeah pretty much it is basically
4: quadrupled their money before they even showed us the second half of this film yep
5: yeah uh i think it was filmed over 15 months Mm. It is, or no, that's that is that is a stupid number. It's filmed over 155 days. I don't yeah, know why 155 I days. Months. Right now, I'm sorry, I am very baffled because that dude is still showing up in my mentions. Like, really, de- <laughs> <laughs> he is really defending his take, and I was just like, I'm just happy that you think Roy and I are one person. I truly do not care what your opinion of Malcolm Marie is. Guys,
0: going off on on his criticisms, and we're, we're just let's, like, we're one dude. What? Let's let's never talk about that film ever again. Yeah, I'm good. You can we. <laughs> wax poetic on it for two hours uh, in our last <laughs> podcast.
5: I sent him a gif of Ned Flanner saying Oakley Doakley and it came back with something ironic about getting trolled with the shows you wrote for. He wrote for The Simpsons? I don't think so, my friend. He did write for The Simpsons.
4: Seriously? What? That's true.
5: God damn it.
4: Really? <laughs> wow.
2: God damn it.
5: <laughs> well, That's true. Matt- He did write for The Simpsons. Well, Matt Graining went to What's-His-Face Sex Island, so we're all wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, go. What is happening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going right out. All right.
1: Brad Look
4: Br- what you did, Jake. Look what you did.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Just because Jake and I are one person. If you don't know what I we're know. talking about, go to Twitter. A uh, guy asked, who's the third person on One Take Pod, and there's two of us.
5: Uh, oh. <laughs> I am... Yes, incredible. And just so I'm not breaking news to anybody else. Matt Grading, creator and writer for The Simpsons, went to Jeffrey Epstein's Sex Island. There you go. Wow. Okay. All right. um, allegedly.
1: So we don't get sued.
5: Allegedly. There you go. I like that. Thank you. You
4: think
3: i right. lawyer, Dex. I like that. Uh,
0: this comedy, comedy, folks. Um Bradford, let's go ahead with you, man. Give it a review. Give it a letter grade if you can, and uh, just tell us what you think about Volume One of this—I
3: uh, don't know—whole film, I guess. <laughs> Man, for me, on Volume One was probably—I would give Volume One an A, actually, just because I remember, like, you know, this is what O three was Volume One, O oh, oh, part two was um O four,
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
3: but I remember when they came out. And um, I mean, I was hype about it. I thought it was cool. Um, the promos are really different. Uh, it's crazy because I guess Terrence, you know, split it up into two. And like now, three and four-hour films are common. So like mm-hmm. now, if it had been released now, we would have gotten it all at once. So would have been like Endgame and The Irishman and all that. It would have been all together. Um, but to get back on topic, I really like volume one an awful lot. I like samurai, China, Asian <laughs> movies, and so I like those motifs, and they are an awful lot. Um, I was a huge Emma Thurman fan. I fell in love with her in *Batman and Robin*. She was one of the few redeeming themes about the movie, and so cool. she kept me um, there. Um, I enjoyed it. I just I hated that Whoopi Fox died so early. That was my main complaint. But it made sense later on. The moment I was like, "Wow." <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: so you give it an A?
3: I would give it an A. For okay. Sure.
0: Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Jake. Jake, what do you think with uh, about Volume One of this series? <laughs> because you have some thoughts, I think, about the whole Weinstein involvement and everything. Yeah, but yes,
5: yeah. Well, no. So I won't actually get too much into Weinstein. Like he is what he is. We all know he's a horrible fucking monster. Um, yes. I mean. <laughs> not even ale- not even allegedly but yes <laughs> unless you just want to do a Stephen a smith like but but um, no <laughs> no i mean it, at, at the top of the bill it, it's an a both one and two are a so if we go back and rate later it's still an a for me um but in my head i'm, I'm just gonna be the film snob this is just one big ass movie to me this is just one six hour block that Unfortunately, where the cutoff between one and two, it fully doesn't make sense. If you kind of pull them all together, like it just feels like, well, this is where a a pointless time mark happens, like two hours. So we're just stopping it here when really it's like kill bill more or less. I mean it's because this is who Quentin Tarantino is. It's just an homage to basement dwellers. Like it's every person that's ever sat and watched a kung fu movie, that's ever watched a western movie, that's ever read comic books, that's ever gotten to fantasy or revenge plots or anything. Like any person that has ever sat inside a blockbuster was like, what is it like to watch all of these movies? That is who kill bill <laughs> is for because nothing that happens in this movie is an original thought. None of it. Nothing in this movie is new or original. It's all ripped off for something. Whether it be, you know, the Italian spaghetti westerns, the Dollars trilogy. Whether it be, which the Dollars trilogy was ripped off of Yo Kimbo, which, uh, um, and or, yeah, or if you want to talk about the hell, basically the fact of this movie is um, just a different telling of the bride. The bride War black, which is just another movie about a bride who gets. Or a woman who gets revenge on five mobsters. Um, it's it's just rip off of different movies. Now it's it's all homage. It's not done, you know, to basically be like to steal ideas. It's nothing cruel or anything like that. But th- this movie is just basically for people who who just sat and watched old movies from the age of birth to like 30 and never left their house (laughs) it is if you want to you vulture wrote a really good article that basically tracked every single reference tarantino's ever made in his film in it's like a 30 page article like it just goes on and on and on so to me this is great it's a great movie if you just want to sit back and watch an action movie because it fulfills all that you need the story is not deep there's nothing really happening below the level it's literally just a revenge movie with katanas or <laughs> in my head how lucy lu when she dies she says katana na 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 so <laughs> which it. i'm sure is actually love the it. proper pronunciation in japanese for Whatever that sentence structure is, I do not speak Japanese, so I don't know. But Lucy Lu's final line is katana, followed by like the Batman theme song, and it, every time I watch that, like <laughs> it's not, it's katana not. Because her final line is like that, really is a Hattori Hanzo katana, but she says katana na na na, and in my head, I'm just like, you're just, you're going on. Um, I've lost my train of thought there but i mean it's a great movie i just i think splitting it at its at one and two like I, it's very hard for me to like say like i like one better than two because ultimately in tarantino's mind like this is just one big ass film and because weinstein came in and it he was heavily involved in the editing of every film he's ever been a part of giant chunks of it are missing to some degree the fact that it's two movies are basically just the fact that it came down to you shot so much footage and this movie is stupid freaking long, so you have to find a way to either cut all of it out or you're going to make two movies. But yeah, it, it's hard for me to kind of judge on that level, but it's, it's two different things because in my head, I'm like, this is just one big ass movie that unfortunately for a nerd is really cool, but also is very time consuming.
0: It is it is Quentin Tarantino going, guys, you remember when I said I worked in a blockbuster? I did that. Remember? remember yeah yeah it, it really is remember how i worked in a video store and that's part of my story here
5: like in the, my head canon is quentin tarantino every sunday flies out to bend oregon and just hangs out in the last 80 blockbuster <laughs> like that is my head is he just sits in there and be like i've seen all of these movies let's talk about them all right dex
0: um i guess an a all through for you i mean, uh, should I, uh, we'll we'll get to volume two here in a little bit, but let's go ahead and do that. Brad, Bradford, let's go back to you really quickly. Would you give, what would you give volume two?
3: Volume two would probably be a B for me, um, just because I feel like, so volume one, what Jake was saying was true, it has nothing new. Absolutely. No. I think what volume one did was try some new things or make them look new to people who hadn't seen it before. I literally sure. did not know what the Broadway Black was. I have my Google up right now to watch this mm-hmm. when we're done. Thank you so very much <laughs> sure. um, But yeah I think what volume 2 does Is it sort of takes what one made good And to get a little bit more of that you get some explanations So the explanations are good for people I didn't really need the explanation I just wanted her to fulfill the title And kill Bill and So it was a beat of me But I enjoyed the, the extra Everything mm-hmm. I always enjoy Daryl Hannah so. Yeah well yeah, Daryl is <laughs> amazing Alright
0: Dex let's go with you You were bullied into watching this movie the other day
3: I was
1: bullied into watching this movie. Wait, I thought Teased. you watched it on your...
5: Oh, yeah, teach the bully. I thought you watched it on your own accord. No, teach the You it can't bully. not have
1: seen yeah.
4: this film. I'm so glad that you finally watched this film.
1: Yeah, I mean, we bullied me into watching Kill Bill. We bullied Roy into watching Goodfellas. Soon we'll be, like, yeah. actually qualified to have a movie podcast. Yeah, well, eventually we'll watch it. <laughs> eventually I'll watch Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're working our way there slowly. But, yeah, man, I... I liked this movie way more than I expected to. The reason I hadn't watched it was because it came out in 2003. I was in third grade to, so like, no. I wasn't going to watch Kill Bill in third grade. <laughs> right. Um, but also, I just, like, never really liked like, gratuitous violence and stuff like that. So, like, I just couldn't sit through this movie for a long time. But now I can. And I was like, this is actually really fucking dope. Like, once you kind of get over all of my squeamishness, I was like, this is a lot of fun. I'm having a great time. That was volume one. Volume two, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed now. Like <laughs> I was it was watching it late at night. I was watching them yeah. back to back. I was like, okay, I I want more people to die. There's like three people who die. There is <laughs> so much action, action that you <laughs>
5: There is so much action that just takes place in the desert around Bud's trailer that is so unnecessary.
1: <laughs> I think it's literally just those three characters die in Kill Bill Volume 2. And the, like Kill Bill Volume 1, she's killing like hundreds of people. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure>. <laughs> <laughs> we slow it all the way down <laughs> to we're going to see the deaths of like three people in this last movie, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Like Bradford was saying, I appreciate, like, the actual story being filled out because at first I was like, I don't know why this is happening, but it's, it's cool, though, in volume <laughs> one. Uh, so, yeah, volume two, it's like, this is what's happening and why. You know, appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, just everything about this movie is just so fucking just cool. Like, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to most of it it's just fucking cool so i give it an a um i give volume one an a volume two is probably like an a minus just because it's not as good so i don't want to give it the same grade but yeah it's a good fucking time yeah we'll
0: we'll get into volume two again here in a little bit but i just two grades at once and we'll so we don't forget about it but uh, volume uh volume one is it is actually kind of funny that like if you wanted people to come to volume two having all that stuff in volume one is actually kind of genius because (laughs) (laughs) because if you that was one long thing you'd just be like wait what the fuck like halfway through the movie on the other end of this movie you'd be like wow i just got sold a false bill of goods and i get but is if it's all in one movie you don't get that that uh come over into the second movie so marketing genius but Tej, go ahead so uh,
4: I'm gonna give both uh, a plus, whether I view wow. them separately or view them together. Wow. This is this is probably the coolest film ever made, like mm. ever. Ooh. This the first half of the movie, like Jake said, is literally you're jumping from different <laughs> grindhouse movies. You are in a, you, are, you start off you're in a kung fu movie, but you, the setting is like on a suburban street. Then you end up in an anime. Then you end up in another kung fu movie. You end you have you have like elements of westerns when you start off in the in the uh-huh. chapel like you're in a western like that itself is such a cool idea. But the way that it's executed is just so seamless. It doesn't feel like you're watching three different parts of a movie. It feels like you're telling one story. But we're just switching the genre every twenty minutes, which is just super dope. Yeah. Generally, yeah. And then the second half really gives you that it, a lot less people die, but it's much more like a t- traditional Tarantino movie because if you remember. Coming into this film, Tarantino hadn't done a lot of action, and when you're watching these set pieces, especially the one in the and the, with the crazy eighty eights, with the music, like Quentin Tarantino had never done action set pieces before. Like he had done them. Reservoir Dogs has action set pieces, for example, but like he'd never done something like that on such a grand scale of yeah. creating like a blockbuster style action set piece. Right? I got the budget. I can create a John Wick s uh, you know set piece or whatever was popping at the time, like Matrix style. Set piece, And so he had to literally learn this skill on the fly. And it doesn't... When you're watching that... You, you, there's not once where you're thinking, Oh, this looks like the director has never done this because he's watched so many of these Kung Fu movies that he kind of just knew how to do it. He kind of was just like, I know the technology we have at the time, but I don't want to use that. I want to use the same gags and tricks that they use in the films that I loved in the 70s and 80s. Like, it, It's just such a cool experience to be in this film when you're going from on stage to hearing the music... And they're playing that. That band is playing multiple songs. You're you're literally on stage with them. You're at a concert. Then you're out back into the world. And then you're watching a piece of it come together. Then you're back onto the stage. And then something else is happening to drive the plot. It's like the way that it seamlessly kind of floats between a concert, a club, uh, a get together, and like you know, death is imminent. Like the way that they just kind of use the music to mm-hmm. to play up the scenes. The way they use the sound of like uh, the cell phone ringing. And you know we used to at that time Dex is not gonna remember this, but at that time we had ringtones on our phones, and they sounded kind of like <laughs> songs, but not really like songs.
2: <laughs> um, and
4: so like you, when you hear that cell phone, to, and it breaks up the natural noise and in, in the music, and it changes the the, the tone when you hear that It'll cell take phone. Take you to
0: the candy it, shop. What the yes,
4: fuck? it's it's, <laughs> it's like it's like such a cool sound device. There are so many. Like, if you're a film nerd, you could literally watch part one 900 times and find something mm-hmm. different. Like, there's so many just cool meta references, so many cool film nerd things. But also, from a 1,000 feet up perspective, if you're just a, somebody who just likes action movies or just likes Tarantino movies, you can just sit there and enjoy the film and, and know what the plot is and just have fun with it. And then the second one, the second half just gives you more like a traditional Tarantino dialogue-driven drama, right? And yeah. It's got it's got the emotional center of the film is all in the second part, right? You're getting to see her interact with this child. You get to see her have this really heartfelt relationship with her with her master who then trains her to do these things, right? You get to see her build that relationship. You get to see what it really means for Elle Driver to say, I killed your master. You get to see what that really means to her because you get to see how that relationship was built. You really get to see like how she she's in the room with this pimp who literally has women around with bloody mouths but like they get to have this very cordial interaction but by the same token you know this person is like a monster and she's able to have this interaction with him like the the emotional heart of the film the film doesn't work without the second half because that's where all the emotional heart is and you have to put all that together to create the film and so i just think i i love quentin tarantino so i would admit my biases up front but this is probably my second favorite tarantino movie it's just i, I literally think it's perfect it's Probably the coolest experience I've ever had in a movie theater. I was lucky enough to be of age to go see this in a movie theater. um, And I was in the movie theater with my friends on night one. The first night this came out. And it's like I I had never seen anything like it. I had never seen anything like it. It was just like I've seen Kung Fu movies. I've seen Westerns. I've seen animes. I've never seen anything like this. And I still don't think I've seen anything like this film. So I just love it. Love it so much
0: that is interesting because i was sitting there watching this on my tv and then on my phone just because i was doing some stuff but like seeing this in the theater i feel like would hit a little bit different than um you know what i you know watching it on hbo max but um no i'll just give my review real quick i i give the i give them both a b plus i know that's middleman dan but like i fucking dare you yeah i know uh, this is unbelievable yeah i think it is i think it is lower no,
5: than no wonder people think we're we're one person <laughs> no one i mean that, that man's going against, the grain. That,
3: that man going against the grain
5: i know i think it's a i think it's a really good film i don't I yeah don't think it's so good it's a b god yes i
0: think it's a really good film i don't think it's as good as I don't think it's as good as Inglorious Bastards. I don't think it's as good as Django. I don't think it's as good as even. Uh, oh my god! It
4: is much better. I love Django. It is. It is much I, better than no, Django.
0: I don't think so. I I think, I think it is not as good as Django. It's not as good as Pulp Fiction, and it's not as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to me. So Man. I mean, and I admittedly oh I hadn't seen all of I hadn't seen all of uh, Tarantino just because the Dex thing like. Fucking young. Like I was just like, <laughs> like, like well, I'm not watching Kill Bill at at ten. So have you the, seen them all now?
4: Same question to Dix.
0: I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs or The Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's not good.
4: You never need to watch.
0: I haven't the seen Hateful Eight. Eight at all You can no, you no, can no, just
4: act like it doesn't exist. It's the <laughs> only Tarantino movie <laughs> that I would aggressively <laughs> tell people don't watch it. It's not I like tried to watch the Hateful Eight bad. and I fell asleep.
5: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Here's That's the only the reason time. you need to watch the Hateful Eight is because it is Robert Richardson just throwing aces for the whole movie. Like it is, <laughs> it is this cinematic vista. It is like everything that, like if you ever sat through a film class, it is whatever your professor has been jerking off to. That is what. <laughs> <laughs> it is what like robert like robert richardson is is my favorite cinematographer of all time like i'm very sorry dickens i love you i think you're a genius but like robert richardson is like a cowboy in my head like he's that person that like you he just does his own thing like the dude rarely shoots on anything higher than a 35 millimeter lens and like he he only likes to use natural light like he hates massive set lights like this dude is just an outlaw In, like, the biggest playpen, but Hateful Eight is crap, except for (laughs) rob Richardson just going to town. It is a cinematic masterpiece (laughs) in that regard. but Incredible Russell
0: Crowe beard. Or Russell. uh, Not Russell Crowe. Kurt Russell beard, anyway. Kurt Russell. (laughs) Not Russell.
5: Man, that movie might have been better with Russell Crowe. I don't know. I don't know. I truly do not know. I don't know if
0: I've seen Jackie Brown. Uh, Oh, you have to see Jackie Brown. It's amazing. Jackie
5: Brown is (laughs) amazing. You know, the Jackie Brown car is in Kill Bill. Really?
1: Yeah, I just saw that today. Is that that strip club?
5: Yeah, it shows up in the background of the strip club. There's also like a lot of Quentin Tarantino paying nods to himself. (laughs) Yeah, the, the the
4: basically the car the car scene that's very controversial that we'll talk about is basically just a reshoot of the same scene in Pulp Fiction where uh he's driving like he's driving away and you like the cameras behind him it's basically it's literally the same shot it's like even the even like the opaqueness and like the the filter or whatever the hell you call that it's literally the same exact shot that Uh. is
0: sort of the reason that i can't get it up into the a status is because i know the backstory of quentin tarantino and you know the the, that's very fair the Uh, big
5: toe yeah, well, th- the whole
0: feet thing—holy shit! But
5: um, I did not realize <laughs> how many,
0: how it's many
5: shots. It's are, a lot. Beatrice looking at her foot, like it there's
4: is a weird t- ton of foot stuff in this film. <laughs> it's um, so
1: long. Like, why do we do that? God damn! Like, <laughs> not I, I, only
0: I, that, not only that is the whole the whole wiggle your big toe thing, but there's also just cutaways of her feet. Yeah, in, in volume and two, two. Yeah.
5: I'm I'm not here to kink shame. I'm not here to shit on whatever you guys are into. I get it. It's a hard world out there. <laughs> whatever you need to get by. <laughs> there is nothing enticing about Uma Thurman's feet. I'm not looking nothing. at this going like, ooh. Damn. I agree with Nothing. That. Like, That's what I'm I saying. Like that. even if she like, you feet, feet, but buddy. you know who was doesn't
4: have
3: good feet. You know who was? Quentin Tarantino was looking at her feet. But you tart. have to. You have to remember the woman was in a coma. So I give her. That's hospital feet. <laughs> hospital feet are different. <laughs> hospital feet are not the same as feet.
4: We're not going to talk hospital about feet. We're talking feet. about movies. Okay, that's fair. Hospitals <laughs> in a coma feet are different. are going to be different. Uh, we should give her some credit. I agree with bread. Oh, man. I, I so, we're
0: say,
5: <laughs> go <ahead>. so we're saying. Go ahead. We're saying Buck, who likes to fuck, who drives the pussy wagon, was not giving her pedicures. I get it. Yeah.
1: He was not. <laughs> he was not. Wasn't taking care of him like he needed to. <sighs> oh, that Vaseline. Hood. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? was... send dollars. <laughs> they made that
4: fascinating look as nasty as possible, bro. Like Ugh. it looks so nasty.
5: Ugh. There, uh, there are three things in this movie that I absolutely hate. One is the black mama that kills Bud, because I, I fucking hate snakes. Skates, oh, it's got to it. yeah, I, I legit have nightmares about snakes.
0: We are the Two, same person. I hate snakes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Two is L. Driver getting her eye plucked out because that is gruesome as fuck. And how. She actually plays out. Like, I imagine that's what losing your, like, another foot shot like.
0: when she steps on it. When she yeah, steps on it. Yep.
5: Yep. <laughs> like, do you think that's just Tarantino, like, wishing his, like, balls got stepped on? Is that what that is? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then three, is that I didn't before now. And
5: then three, is that Vasily? Like, those are, like, like those three shots. like I'm like, I can't look at this right now. That Vaseline is
4: so gross. Where is he keeping that? I can't take my eyes off it. Every time I watch the film, I'm like, oh, the Vaseline shot's coming. I just hate it.
0: Uh, The dip spit for me. Oh, that's pretty rough.
4: Oh, that's right. The dip spit. Anyway, just
0: to finish my review, it it is the... I can't stop but thinking, this is Carantino being like, hey, you know I've watched movies, right? Like... (laughs) We Yeah, man. We know. We I can't get deny it. that. It's it, a lot right. of that in this it, film. It, it is a lot of that and that in my and I know you may not think oh that's not good criticism, but fuck it. I hate I you know, I was just kind of like it's, it's Tarantino flexing his film nerd muscle. And that's fine. And a lot of it was it was massively entertaining. It was one of the more entertaining Tarantino films that I've ever watched for sure. It's way more entertaining than um uh the last one that he did uh once upon a time in hollywood up until the very end but like you know I, does that make it a better movie no i don't think so but it you know there's just so many movies in this movie and i was, yeah. 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 And I, was just, I just was like it was a whiplash going from like one thing to the other and so, especially in volume one, I was sitting there going like, and that's kind of like why I walked volume two a little bit more. And I know that's controversial,
5: but that you is you it's, it's definitely steadier. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is
0: way more steadier. And just where I was in my mental state today, I guess I was just sitting there going like, <laughs> all right, we calm down for like two seconds and we have like an actual film here. Whereas there is like you were saying teachers an anime film there's a black yeah. and white kurosawa film there's a kung fu film there's western music going in the background. it was like an add child making a movie like it was just
5: <laughs> it, it, it it reminded me of bob's burgers for like i don't know i don't know how many seasons they have now but like one of their seasons they sent a call out to their fans like animate a two-minute scene and we'll make it one giant episode and it switches animation like that's what it reminds me of yeah the first one um, in my head, how I place it is the first movie is just a samurai spaghetti western. The second movie is a neo noir thriller, and that's why it's steadier because it becomes a who done it situation because you don't care about the five vipers anymore because
1: mm-hmm.
5: Oren Ishii was the cooler out of all of them. Like yeah. Vivica Fox, sure. I don't Definitely. give a shit about. No one's gonna that's put up as point. much of a
1: fight as she did. I, that's I, the I point think, I wanted to make about this movie. I think it could have been about Oren
5: Ishii. <laughs> It really could. Have. I think Bud is only a viper because like he's your little brother that you had to bring along because your mom makes you. So like, all right, bro, yeah. you're, you're gonna start an assassin club. You gotta bring your brother, and he's brother so Bill. depressed. I'm so- his,
4: his heart's not even in it, man. He's so depressed. It's just like, all right, Bud. Just then, kill him already, you bro. You don't even like killing people, man. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I he's just so up. depressed, bro.
5: <laughs> if I don't. I don't have a brother, but if I had a brother and he was like, "Here is a katana," I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you." He is not for this. He is not built for this life. Let's talk He's- about
0: that really quickly because Lucy Liu, elite. Also, we just elite. Oh my god. um so elite. looking. She uh, so elite. good
4: in this movie. She, it, she is <coughs> the sexuality that she portrays in this film is it's breathtaking how beautiful she is like she's it so is. angry when she cuts that dude head off i'm yeah. just like oh my god i want her to cut my head off <laughs> so bad
1: i got oh next god.
4: i want please parts. me next i want that bro that <laughs> was the sexiest
0: Chop my head
4: off <laughs> when she says she, i'm gonna say this in english so that you fuckers can hear me i'm just like oh my god bro like
0: that was that was. I'm not gonna lie. That was one of those things where I was like, what a like, I like, I shivered. I was like, What was that? When she, when she, all of a sudden, she just switches to, all right. Do you understand? And she's so calm. It was a great,
5: <laughs> it was great performance. But I also was like, who? So basically, that part was more or less written for her. Originally, uh, Tarantino was supposed to cast Japanese actresses, but he watched. For fucking some reason, I mean, he's seen every movie ever, but for some Literally reason, every movie ever. he was inspired by Lucy Liu's work in Shanghai Noon. <laughs> of course. A wow, Really? A great <laughs> fucking piece of cinema if you ever never see it. Yeah.
3: And he immediately <laughs>
5: cast her and he rewrote the part for the fact that she is Chinese American.
0: <laughs> and then added, yeah, Chinese, Japanese American. Yeah, so that,
5: that entire boardroom scene only exists because Tarantino saw Shanghai Noon.
0: Uh, That's amazing. That's incredible. There is a lack of her, though, in this movie.
5: <laughs> See, that is a huge Isn't complaint. There?
0: Like, no, I mean, well, she just doesn't have enough screen time. I don't. Think.
5: Well, half of her <laughs> screen true. time is animated. Yeah. I it's true. I view the world in in very similar ways of how I view video games. Like, I think like as you progress, things should constantly get harder till you get to the final boss. Like, I think the boss fight would bill should have lasted like three hours because he's <laughs> super powered and <laughs> right. for some reason right. he gets stabbed but then he comes back to life like I, that's how i view the world so in my mind like bud should have been the first one and then maybe vivica fox and then maybe daryl hannah and then lucy lou like we killed lucy lou off so quick to the point yeah. where like the fact that that's like the climax going into two you're like all of this i don't care about like had it been in like an order where it's like Vivica Fox, then Bud, and then Daryl Hannah, and then like it would have made the run out to Bill like so much. Well, better. and then their final fight after she just
0: slaughters so many people is <laughs> so many is people. almost like, anticlimactic. Like, almost anticlimactic. Go ahead, Bradford. I couldn't. No, it's, like, it's like more.
3: Scott Pilgrim. I get what he's saying. That's what take with saying. Like Scott Pilgrim, there is a yeah. progression. Yeah. I know the uh, bad guy is the big ass boss. Yeah. But I mean, we get the big ass boss at the end of the first movie and the second movie is like okay so you take somebody's eye out you kill somebody regularly and you poke a guy in his chest five times what yeah. what it,
4: and so I get it I like the, the directorial decision of making that mo- much more of a heart. you yeah. love someone y- he, you are in love with someone they you leave because you are pregnant by them and you want to start a better life for your children because you are in a dangerous line of work he tracks you down and brutally murders you, your child that he doesn't know about, or your child that he knows about but doesn't know that it's his, and murders your new husband and everybody in the room. Like, I really, there's no, if if we went to the traditional route and she had a big fight with Bill, there was no way to create a thing that would be satisfying enough for the viewer that she killed it's Bill true. in a gruesome enough way that would overcome the fact that he literally shot her in the head when she was admitting that how much she loved him. Like, there's... There was just no way you could do that. I I, I like it the better of her like having the true serum thing is stupid. Like it's really stupid. We could just have her like be honest. But other than that, like the scene boy. is so heartfelt. I I thought I think it works much better that way.
1: Yeah. Here, and her being like the special one who got the yeah. never before scene training or whatever is like thematically good and important. Yeah, it I like d- that. It,
5: it does not help watching David caridine caridine say wave of euphoria knowing he died he died via <laughs> auto erotic asphyxiation yes. did he weirdest. really holy uh, shit yes he, he did he, he wait, was found wait. in a closet yeah he was found in a closet in a hotel uh hung pants down you get the rest um he oh. was
4: doing some wild sexual shit and he died from it
1: yeah he yeah. found that spark in the hall of everything
5: in the no, hall of everything <laughs> <does. laughs> <laughs> no, I, t- I totally get it, but it's – and I, I, I – back like, three episodes ago, like, this actually kind of comes to Rascal's point of, like, you need villains that have no backstory. Bill really has no backstory. We don't see Bill kill anybody. He's just this mythical figure that we have to hate because we know he shot Beatrix in the head. Like, that's kind of our, our driving factor that Bill is just a bad guy. But he's the head of the assassins and it's maybe implied that he's sleeping with the other vipers minus bud maybe bud who knows he's definitely sleeping with daryl yeah he's sleeping mm-hmm. with daryl It might have done something to lucy Lu- it, either way like I he's mean he did not be sleeping fi-
4: with Oranishi? oh my god
2: yeah
5: <laughs> <laughs> but like he is this mythical figure and like they do so many little subtleties in the movie to make him like this just massive like he's the greatest assassin in the world like he's so good and he's so hated all over the world that the world's greatest sword maker won't even make a sword because of Bill. Um, but you never, they never prove it. They never show us that, yeah, oh, we Bill's never, a badass.
4: You literally never see it. Right. But one of
5: my favorite things. Except is for his that, voice is, is incredible. Yeah. That is a, that is a great point. <laughs> mean, like, it's one literally of my favorite, incredible voice. Yeah. One of my favorite stupid details that really doesn't belong in the movie, but for some reason is there, is the car that Bill is driving when he goes to see Bud is a 1969 de Tommaso Mangusta, which is the Thomas Ma- Mongoose, which the Mongoose is known for killing snakes. Like, it is that oh, stupid of a wow. detail. It is that stupid of a detail. I respect detail. that
4: level of dedication. My favorite that- <laughs> reason. That,
0: my favorite reason that he's in the movie is because he was in the 70s pulp Uh, kung fu tv show yeah that's true and then yeah and he was just like hey i want you in this movie (laughs) like that's the only reason
5: (laughs) yeah but i mean my point being like that is the stupid level of detail that tarantino like only tarantino knows that in like three other people and granted that information is disseminated now that some people like idiots like me know it but like they put in so much detail to be like bill is just this mythical figure and then for it to go down in such an like simple way is a bit anticlimactic. I do agree. It, it is very beautiful. And like if it was a three hour fight scene, I probably would have been like, let's just fucking in it because I know Beatrix is gonna kill you. I, think I know that's where die. this is going. Like the movie's called Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Bill's, <laughs> Bill's going to be killed. I will say at the end of John Tucker Must Die, John Tucker does not die. So there are some movies there's, that there is a, a precedent set by John Tucker Must Die. Isn't there there's another movie that's like the hero dies in the end and he actually dies. But um
3: so yeah,
0: Bradford. What's your favorite fight scene? We'll go down the line here.
3: Oh my god! I guess everybody's favorite fight scene, isn't it? Like her vs. the Crazy Eighty Eight. I'm going to pick a god. different scene. Oh man, yeah, for me, her versus the Crazy Eighty Eight. People just kept dying. It was amazing <laughs> in so many different ways.
5: <laughs> I love the throwaway line of
3: like. No, there wasn't really
5: 88 people. That's just a number that they name it. No, there was like 300 people. What are you? talking Yeah, was, there's about? more than 88 people. <laughs> yeah, that's not even. She killed way more than 88 people. Oh, okay. There were people coming out of doors that never existed in that building. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> right. The waitstaff. I the mean, wings we, wings? Don't, we don't. know what
0: We don't even know what 88 people looks like now because like 88 people that's can't true. even go to an that's NBA true. basketball that's game. True. So that's like true. we like. <laughs> uh, uh, so when she tells yeah. them
4: when she tells them that they like have to leave their severed limbs like they could take their lives. But those <laughs> limbs cool.
0: belong to me. When she was spinning like a turtle on its shell and like double <laughs> <laughs> katanaing those two yeah, ankles <laughs> like <laughs> fucking Alan Iverson. Dude, so, that was incredible because I went like, oh,
4: <laughs> it's bit,
0: a, viscerally it's like, the- like, oh. It took them eight
4: weeks to film that. They were, only sub- yes. they were only They were only given two weeks to film that scene. It took them eight weeks to film that scene. Uh, to I me, mean, it was perspective- great.
1: It, it, it's been
0: replayed on like, on any sort of film reel highlight reel forever and so like oh people absolutely love that, it's yeah. been
5: parody to death it's, been it's, really great it's death. literally non-stop
4: like every time you you think that you can predict the action something crazier happens it's it's literally it's amazing but it is not my favorite fight scene but it is probably the most fun fight scene i've ever seen in any film
5: i i hate to bring it up but like i one of my favorite parodies of this is family guy who did, like, an entire episode of, like, what if famous directors directed this and they did an episode of, like, what if Quentin Tarantino directed this episode. But they, they parody this fight scene and I cannot stop thinking about it now because they build up Gogo as, like, eventually when she gets to the age she will replace Orenishi. Like, she is, right. she is on that level. She is somehow an orphan child. She already knows martial arts, She has a badass weapon. And then she immediately goes down. Like, she has a fight for Maybe a solid minute, and it goes down in the lamest way. And then the in Family Guy was like, "Oh, you're slightly different, so maybe this fight is going to be harder." Oh no, it was the same. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that transition in that fight scene to the uh, blue wall, um, oh,
5: backlit oh my, blue wall God. is
0: yeah. Yeah, was really cool.
5: Yeah,
1: really I will cool. say though, my only issue, slight issue. With the movie, it was like the entire time I was watching it, I was like, This is way too easy. Like all of this <laughs> is way way oh, no. too it is. fucking easy.
5: And she's she's not exactly like doing fancy sword stuff. It seems to be just random jabbing and slashing.
1: Yeah, the, the, sword,
0: the sword play isn't like, you know No, it's
1: it's not she technical. just has the most OP weapon of all time. So yeah, yeah, It's, it's, true. it's <laughs> like it was harder
4: for her to fight uh, Daryl Driver than it was for her to fight all one thousand of those dudes in the like. It, like actually it, true. It's weird. It's so weird that like she she rarely got scathed in that fight with all those people. Like, they she barely had the most her.
1: OP weapon. She was running around on Modern Warfare <laughs> with the new <laughs>
0: the, yeah, the, the crazy is. the crazy eighty eighter. Like, she's hacking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> aim bot. Aim bot. It's like it's.
5: Uh what's what's weird to me is the choreographer, the fight choreographer is I'm I'm going to butcher his name. I'm very sorry. I am not fluent in anything but white. But <laughs> it, it is the, the fight choreographer is Tetsuro Shimaguchi, Shimagachi, who is like well known for doing a lot. Like he is the master of of martial arts in movies like he he was he did all like the Matrix gigs like he's done the almost fight every scene
0: reminded couple- reminded me sorry to interrupt you of the Matrix sec- the second Matrix when he yeah. sticks the pole in the ground and like runs around oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. People. It reminded me of like, that anyway it,
5: it it's just like I mean and and not to say like technically it is it is cool like the choreography is it, it, the fact that it took two months to do like. It is probably one of the most intricate dances that you could see in a movie, and maybe this is honestly just a hat tip to his genius to make it seem like it is so simple. It almost looks like it's a child versus other children in like us, a, 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 um, in like a larp. Like it kind of looks like a larp of like just people with yeah. with, with just foam swords scoring to each other. But every time I watch that scene, I'm like, she doesn't look impressive. She just looks like somebody that can stab a little bit better than a thousand other people, mm-hmm. and and then she literally spanks a guy. Yeah, Love her it. move is amazing. to cut off. Her move throughout this entire series is to cut off legs, which honestly, good for you. Yeah, go for the legs. If you you remove their movement, <laughs> the done. I mean, done. Chop and, them off the <laughs> legs. Honestly, couldn't really take it away from her, but maybe it's just a hat tip to, to Karate quick. Karate cake, sweep the legs, Johnny. Yeah. But like, she takes off so many fucking feet.
0: I mean, when she was chopping ankles and I and people were like, ah, I was like, that That moment I had to take a note of because I was like, that is something I've never seen where she's just
1: spinning. <laughs> now I'm just <laughs> imagining the like next day at this club all the people are coming back. Like, is she gone? Like, can I can I pick up my ankle? Please, right there. I, I have an ankle here. I have a whole foot here. Like, no, like she's gone. That's not right? my color. Like, she's not, she, she's not she coming back. She,
4: she's
5: not gonna know. She said that it belongs to her. But honestly, can I just can I grab
1: I was I was to stand stand with all these feet. They're not gonna <laughs> let her take those through customs. Like, she's not she's not leaving <laughs> those. Right?
0: You say that, but she's walking with a katana on her back. <laughs> In a post 9-11 <laughs> world,
5: uh, she's walking with a katana and has it. She booked a seat for her katana on a plane. It is sitting next to her.
0: Yeah, uh, Tej, what's your favorite fight? If the my idiot. favorite the my favorite fight scene is the Vivica Fox
4: fight scene. The really, one, you have to understand that made it me felt so like mad to be, to be a young black person and to <coughs> walk into a Quentin Tarantino movie. I've been a Quentin Tarantino fan since I was a little kid. To walk into a movie. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. And to see Vivica Fox in the first 10 minutes of this film being like very heavily showcased was one of the coolest experiences of my life. I love Vivica Fox. She was one of my first crushes. She is gorgeous. And also, you're literally in a kung fu movie, but it's like a bus comes by. And all of a sudden, you realize that they're in a house in the suburbs. And the fight is so cool. When The way that she talks to her differently when the daughter's around. The way she's like, don't think the fact that you got knocked up is going to save you. It's just... So cool. Vivica Fox is so sassy, and I just love the choreography. I, that My favorite fight scene is always the Vivica Fox
0: fight scene. I love it so much. Shoots like Giannis, though. That shot yeah, was man, terrible. Yeah, Dude. That shot you? was bad. You had was a bad it. Shot. You, you were right there. That's another one? I mean, not even close. Like, hit the wall, like, 30 feet away. It was terrible.
5: I think about that all the time, and the problem is, is we never we only get backstory on one person, and that's Oren, and we spend like thirty minutes on that. Which again, why isn't she the final fight? But it, the, the the fact that we start <laughs> with that, like, it makes Vivica look like the lowest man on the totem pole. Like she was just inducted into the Vipers right as they broke up because she whiffs that so
4: hard. Yeah, well, if you start, start with Bud, who is the weakest because he's too depressed and he's crippled by depression. <laughs> If you start with Bud, they're going to be like, this film this stinks. I, there are no stakes here. I, this person's not tough at all. Bud is just, he was waiting to go out. He was sad as hell. He was probably going to kill himself and fix the go uh, right. Like, like, he, he caught he her
0: slipping, though. Cause she he ran right into up. that. He <laughs> ran. She ran right into that shotgun blast.
1: Like not even. <laughs> Bro, right. he had her. She was cooked. Like mad awareness
0: level zero, as we like to say in this podcast. She ran straight through that door. Like, what the fuck you think was gonna happen? That was dude, That was dumb. She oh, got man. cooked. Dex, what's your favorite fight scene?
1: It's the L Driver one. Cause. Hey, mm-hmm. I just like L Driver's character. L Driver deserves better. Hashtag Kill Bill Volume Three. I want L Driver's Revenge. But um Yeah. Wait, El L Driver's dead. Funny. It says new. <laughs>
4: what is this for? Well, we she's blind. She can't be Vivica's daughter. Oh, okay. The, she could survive, but she 3. literally has no
1: eyes. In the credits though, like <laughs> it strikes through Lucy Liu's name and it strikes through Vivica Fox's name. There's yeah. a question mark. Over whatever her name is I forget Daryl Hannah
5: There's kill. a question mark
1: There's a question mark over her name <laughs> I'm in We, we can incorporate right. her
4: And she can, she can team up with Vivica Fox's Daughter and I'm into that She has two eye patches that's, that's And I Vivica want. Fox I'm in I'm in <laughs> No, nah,
1: she just she just wears glasses now, like Stevie Wonder <laughs> glasses. You don't yeah, have to back, wear yeah, two glasses. Like Oedipus, bro.
3: Like Oedipus, bro. Yeah, like Oedipus she, with the blindfold. She pulls
5: out. She pulls out her katana from one of those blind canes. She's
3: <laughs> She's nah, she
1: just yelling at like the fox's daughter, like again, again,
3: again, <laughs> over and over. To be fair, we don't actually know. So y'all that. are saying Eljiver is gonna be Book of Eli, pretty
1: much. Basically, <laughs> no. basically. She's gonna be Arya Stark. <laughs> By the way, Daryl Hannah's <laughs> like
0: sixty now, right? Hey, um, that's she,
4: okay. She's got no eyes. She's old. Hey, sign me up. Yeah, who cares? Just have Monica, <laughs> the, the woman that plays, she, just have like Tayana Paris play the little girl. And I mean, she at, is sixty on the nose. Tayana Paris and L. Driver presents Kill Bill <laughs> Volume Three. I'm this in. is what I'm saying, and we
1: got Kill Bill because L. Driver deserves better. We forget L. driver that... did nothing wrong.
5: We
3: are, uh, we... <laughs> 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 I
0: mean,
1: she bro, killed... she
3: put a snake in that man's box, waiting for him. That's kinda wrong.
5: <laughs> that
4: was, he had uh... it coming. <laughs> hey, Buck wanted to go. All she did was facilitate, but, but it was clear that Buck didn't want to be uh, a, a much living much longer. Bro, that, I, that guy was very sad. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> he's the most depressed Quentin Tarantino character that
5: we've ever seen. He's, he's like, he sees like he hates himself. It is true. He is assuming Bud was probably an okay assassin. I mean, like, the dude clearly knows his way around a gun, clearly knows how to, like, put rock salt into shotgun shells, clearly has some sort of sword training. They
0: sell that, training. by the way. That's not, like, a major. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah.
5: So, like, he, he knows how to do it. And the dude gets talked down and is humiliated, like almost crying, by a guy who runs a strip club in El Paso. Who also owns a car wash. You work tomorrow? You don't even know when you work. You don't fucking work tomorrow. (laughs) You go home and you wait till I call you. I call you. Bud used to kill people for fun. And he is just being talked down to a dude who owns a strip club and a car wash.
4: What did I tell you about that hat? I told you about that fucking
5: head <laughs>
3: <laughs> Make I mean, he should slap that man he Then he leaves the
4: office And is immediately directed to go clean up Literal shit out of the toilet <laughs> Right like, <laughs> That guy's He like, used to kill people he, he, di- he did not die when the snake bit him He died when he walked out of that office And saw that he had to clean up a pile of shit He literally is already dead He was dead Off at the clock too
1: Exactly. The <laughs> dead. They were like, yeah, we're not paying you, but go clean that shit up. L <laughs> Driver did him a favor. So L Driver was right on that one. <laughs> Dresses the, same. Hey, the master plucked her eye out. You gotta die for that. I'm sorry. Like those are the rules. You don't get to just snatch my eye. You but she was what, warned. If you, if next, she was my, warned. If you snatch
4: my eye out, I don't care what you taught me before you snatched my eye out. You have to die now. You have you have like, to die for that. You have to die. Like,
1: that, that, is what it that is. dude
0: was a dick i will say that that
1: no, master he, that, the, the he master had a
2: coming,
5: coming um jake what's your favorite fight scene uh, i have two my my honest to god's answer is the crazy 88 fight scene because i mean it's just cool it is cool it is, cool. It is everything you want in a kung fu movie she is literally dressed like bruce lee
3: like that literally. is just that, D- your reference your the reference.
0: fact that he's not in this movie or not, not Bruce Lee. Sorry. He's dead.
4: That didn't I stop him from like... being in a subsequent film uh, Tarantino made, but that's another story. That's true. Yeah, well, that's actually that true.
0: Like oh, yeah. uh, um, I was thinking Jet Li, but sorry.
5: Oh, I, I, uh, yeah. I thought you were about to say it, it's surprising that Tarantino is in this movie which I was like, he was gonna be in this movie That, that, that would have been, been so, so. bad I'm so Who bad was he gonna be? He the wanted master. to originally, yeah he was gonna cast himself as the master He was gonna be pay my Oh my god, pay, oh no No, 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 no.
2: Bro.
4: Oh my god, that would have been awful. That would have been yeah. so bad. I'm so <laughs> that Dude, character so already, shocked right now.
1: Wait, that character Wait, He was going to kind of in I feel like my life flashed
4: before my eyes. Yes, like literally casting an Asian in that role still felt kind of racist. Oh so, yeah, no, because you know trying to do that to add, literally I would have to walk out of the movie theater that would have been awful.
0: <laughs> oh my that god, is, I mean he was doing the 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 stroking the beard and like hey, yeah. Like <laughs> He was doing just stereotypes. Wait, <laughs> Quentin,
4: Quentin is not in. He's not in Django, is he?
0: Yeah, he is. He's, no. a, he's one what of the. Can... A, yeah, he is. He's one of the Australians that gets blown up by dynamite. Yeah. Oh, he's, that's
5: true. That's oh, true. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't
4: know that. Another yeah. movie he shouldn't have put himself in, but okay, that's. He did get blown
5: <laughs> yeah, up with dynamite, is. and in fact, I think he has like a one-on-one conversation with Django.
0: He might have oh. said the N-word to Jamie Fox. Yeah.
5: Probably. I mean, well, he.
4: I don't know if he said it when the camera was rolling, but he definitely said it when the camera wasn't rolling because that's just how he <laughs> speaks.
5: But uh, so, in my heart, and just to be different, one of my favorite fight scenes is a very specific part of the fight scene with Bill, and it's when they're fighting and they're sitting in the chairs. Like to have a sword fight while you're just sitting down, and it'd be like this, ma- like this magical scene. Like I, did, it's really cool in the way that like Beatrix's chair kind of glides over. It's cool. I, I think they too. did that just to keep
0: have, from like having a sixty-year-old fight on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
5: Oh,
1: Instead it, of it doing was... like the Irishman, where you got to watch him like awkwardly stomp around on a guy.
5: I mean, one percent, hundred percent is a Marlon Brando situation where they just let him do the bare minimum. But it is. I didn't. I didn't actually. I
0: thought I was gonna like really hate because after the fact, I I kind of went back and thought about that scene of oh, the, here's the huge climax of we're going to fight Bill. And the fact that they led up to the five-finger death punch or whatever it is. Um, uh, the five-finger death The fact that it led up to that was kind of cool, but the, the setup to that was actually kind of interesting. Um, I didn't like it at, at the time, but now looking back on it, I think I kind of like it a little bit more. But also, it was definitely like, okay, this guy is way older than... Uh, than this woman that has killed a hundred thousand people, so yeah, my favorite fight scene was definitely I'm with I'm with Dex. the uh, the L and uh, and her fight scene is is great, and I laughed out loud when she plucked out her eye. I thought I thought that was fucking hilarious. The way she
4: plays the reaction, the way that Daryl Hannah plays the reaction, is just so good. Every time, it's ah! so good. <laughs> just... It's so visceral. <laughs> It's just yeah, apparently
1: you know, like, it wasn't written that way. She was just supposed to scream, but she did all that extra shit. She thought it would make Tarantino laugh, and it did. She literally went
4: crazy, like that level of rage that like it just emanates from. Like you've already you had bet. this experience I'm
0: once. <laughs> <Hollywood>. <laughs> it's, stuff, it's stuff that he's kept in. If we go back to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the the characters that get killed in the very end, that girl that runs out into the pool, that's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. That's that true. is that. Um, like when she runs through the screen glass door and like catches on <laughs> fire, like it's just that. Yeah, it's a redo of that. That's actually kind of interesting. That's that's that was my favorite fight scene, just because there was it was just kept going, and all the time I was sitting there going like. Y'all know there's a black mama in here somewhere still, right? <laughs> All right. It's, just, it's also so cool having the close quarters of like the actual
4: RV, like they can't pull the swords out. Like they have to navigate around the fact that she keeps hitting and yeah, the the, that's, that's
1: so cool. And there's so many times where L Driver is like, holy shit, she actually hit me. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 well, it's, like, ow, that shit hurted. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Here's my only problem with that, and it's really my problem with L Driver's character, because L Driver, like, through the whole time, seems to be, like, Bill's sort of half-assed attempt to replace uh, Kiddo. I think that's probably
0: the underlying... It is the underlying
5: story. And, like, we we get a little bit backstory, and it's really just the pay-my backstory of she also went to go train with him, but she didn't humble herself like beatrix did and eventually you know kills him and so she's sort of the antithesis of beatrix but at the same time like she the reason she kills bud is because bud killed beatrix and did it dishonorably and she even says like you killed the greatest fighter (laughs) i've ever known or something to that effect so there's like some sort of like and taken a backstory, there that we didn't get. So when it gets to that fight, it is extremely cool. To like to have a samurai sword fight in a trailer in a two by four is insane. But it like it feels very anti because I'm like, I don't I don't know who Daryl Hannah really is. Like I don't I don't know if they had like a bad relationship going into this before or if what's what's happening here. Yeah, because I I noted that during my
0: watches, like this, this she hates this bitch. Like she's like literally. <laughs> Yeah,
1: like it feels like
4: all the women were a bit jealous of Beatrix, and you get that where Vivica Fox is like, "Huh, my name should have been the Black Mamba." Like it felt like because she was Bill's favorite, even if she was the best assassin, the women looked at it as because she's fucking Bill, that might be where why she's in the spot that she's in. So it feels like all the women kind of had a little bit of something against Beatrix for sure.
0: Am I That's the it. only one that was uh, – Bradford, I'd like to get your thoughts on this just because we hadn't heard from you. But the I am I the only one that was uncomfy with uh, 30-year-old Uma Thurman and, like, 60-year-old uh, Bill or whatever his name is? I was just, like – when they were, like, William. talking, like, oh, I love you so much, I was like, huh? I was just sort of, <laughs> I don't know man I don't know Anybody like Bradford I'd like to get your thoughts On some stuff But like anybody That was kind of
3: I didn't think about it like that I mean now that I'm Now that I'm older And like I have to Notice these things Like in the moments Okay cool Old girl Old guy Young girl Whatever Cool they love each other Like now it's like That's a pretty big age gap And to me anyway And so I don't know This dude was like The only person That's close to Bill's age Is L Driver Really In the whole span of yeah. That sounded. this dude is just like intentionally. I'm not going to make this a predatory movie. That's not what it's about. But I actually put it in my head and I was staring. I can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, it is, it's, it's kind of creepy. Now that I think about it, it's, it's kind of creepy.
0: Well, I was just Ooh. sitting there and, like, I know why he's in the film. Because Tarantino was like, remember Kung Fu? Oh, we remember. And, uh, and that's why he put him in the movie. And he's good. I think he's really good. Especially in volume two. Like, he's very good in the movie. And just his presence is... Presence and voice and it is very good, but like just ha- seeing them in like the church, like and talking about uh, their relationship and stuff, and it, I was just like uncomfy. I don't Uma know, Thurman, is gross. She gross. Uma she Thurman her to walk
3: is- her down the aisle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uma
4: Thurman is beautiful, but like I, I had no sense of is how she? old that she was when I. Well, like in her own way, she's not like attractive <laughs> to me, but like she's a good-looking woman. But I, yeah. I also did not have a sense of her age when I first saw this film. So the age, I knew so, there was an age gap because they literally say the thing where Bill's like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, if she's going to pass off this person as her father, obviously there's an age gap. But I never thought it was like a huge age gap or made it weird. I I, I don't know why. I guess because I, I didn't know how old the Thurman was.
5: Well, the El Paso wedding when she's marrying Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Of her- Flavor Town. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man! To the point where
5: even Bill like points out like I like his hair, like but like her friends are twenty ish. Mm-hmm. They look like every like they look like washouts from like every nineties movie. Like you're gonna find them in um, um,
3: El Paso. Well, no, no way, so.
5: I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that uh, John Cusack movie about record, doesn't matter, but like they, they seem like washouts from like any record store out, out of anything High Fidelity? High Fidelity, thank you they seem like washouts from like High Fidelity like they're just 20 year old people which I don't actually understand their friendship but to get back to her age I truly don't know because she blends in with them so is she like late 20s? Is she 30? But when she like, goes to Vivica Fox's house, like, how she is in her costume. Like, oh, she's in her late 30s, maybe pushing into 40. Like, she looks like she has been shot in the head and, and run over. So her age fluctuates very hard in this movie.
0: Uh, let's see here. I, let me dive into some notes real quick, and then we'll get into our draft. Uh, we're drafting uh, Quentin Tarantino characters because there's not enough Quentin Tarantino films to draft. Uh, but we are going to do... Uh, Okay, Quentin Tarantino here. Here's here's what I wanted to get to. Um, was the rape stuff necessary?
1: No, obviously not. None none of this is necessary. <laughs> well, no, none <laughs> of it. the movie's
0: not necessary, but like, it was was I mean the the whole my name's Buck and I'm here to fuck stuff is like, mm-hmm. like I, will, why, I, will, I will I
4: will I will. It's it's a weird decision because I think two things are happening at once. I think that he's hearkening back to the when these kind of films that he's using as a reference point would use that as a, either... Usually they would use it as a way to motivate the man who wants revenge on behalf of the woman, right? So they would basically... What is that called? Like freezing or freezering? Fridging? Whatever. Basically they use Fridding. the rape of a woman to basically drive the plot forward and drive the man to seek revenge. So I think... He's he's doing a wink and nod to the fact that like this rape is a part of her backstory, which leads her to go on this rampage that we're about to see her go on. But making like making jokes about it and having the character Buck be or like be making jokes and funny rhymes about it is just a super weird decision. So I it's just like a it, it's like a misstep. It's like if either you're going to uh pay pay homage to what those films did and kind of show it in a different light of like maybe this isn't the best decision. Because we have enough for this badass woman to go on this rampage just by the fact that the person she loved shot her in the head. Like, that is enough. We don't actually mm-hmm. need the rape part. So trying to make light of it and create jokes out of it, I thought it was like a super weird decision. And it always drives me the wrong way every time.
0: And it's just the whole, because the, he wants you to laugh at it because it's like, oh, this Vaseline is gross. My name is Buck. I'm here to fuck. I drive the thing called the Pussy Wagon. Like,
5: it's just, they, uh, they uh, want you to. Hold on. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> so that car not only is real But fucking Tarantino Drives it
0: that, of course Really? That's uh, his car
5: If I was with Tarantino I would drive around the pussy
4: wagon too. So I don't blame him
5: He drove around the pussy wagon To uh, Drum up marketing for Kill Bill 2 And uh, it still drives it To this day like people occasionally will see it Floating around It was also um,
1: in a Lady Gaga video
3: Yes it was
1: Oh it was. that's true Oh my god, it was? Yeah yeah. And uh, was Beyonce.
3: Beyonce's video right
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I think this whole The whole thing, of, I did laugh though When he was like, I'm from Huntsville, Texas I was like, oh, okay <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Represent uh, the other age town Yeah um, <laughs> Let's see Of course Samuel L. Jackson's in this In the second one Yep. Of course. King.
1: Uh,
5: I wish we actually had a scene of Samuel L. Jackson playing Elvis Presley's Love Me Tender. That would be great. He's miscast. Give me, give me three minutes oh, really? of, of he his should just have playing been a boss. piano. He should have
4: been. No, he he could have either played the pimp guy, sh- or like the, the pimp guy oh. when she needs to go find Bill. Either she, either he plays that person or he plays another like obstacle along the way of like she needs to use go to this random dude to get some information and he's basically like a black exploitation character like he is in Jackie Brown and she has to like have a conversation with him and he keeps calling what her if, a bitch and shit.
5: What if it's Samuel L. Jackson as the strip club owner? Oh shit, okay. Oh no. That no, strip no, club no. owner does a great no. job.
4: I would say have the strip club owner do the little thing in the office but when he leaves the office the person who tells him to clean up shit is not that random woman It's Samuel L. Jackson who just berates him further and calls him ugly and just Cracks sure. jokes on him for ten seconds. I don't
1: know what it is, motherfucker. Go clean it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
1: here's what it could We'd have it
3: here's been like it... a minimum of ten motherfuckers like on screen in that one scene alone. We just have
5: 45 seconds of him just going full Samuel <laughs> Jackson. that's all I wanted. Here's here's two fun things. Kill Bill is the only Quentin Tarantino movie that doesn't use the N-word. The only Minimally. one? Yeah. Good lord. Kill Kill Bill one and two are the only ones. And it Those also are the has only like,
4: Tarantino a, movies where the N-word isn't in
3: there? Mm-hmm.
4: Wait, is it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, it, it's yes, yes, it, yeah.
3: Is it? Yeah. I think it's in oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't got remember that. Got
5: it. um, and it's also like the least curse word movie heavy in Tarantino. But here's where, I'm, I'm going to follow T.J.'s logic. Because Quentin Tarantino loves to high-five himself for being a nerd and loves to reference his own movies and his own movies, Here's what he could have done. He could have put Sammy J as the bartender in, um, in the in strip, the strip club? club, dressed as himself from Pulp Fiction, mm. and it could be like that bar could be the exact replica of the bar of when Sammy J delivers the briefcase to uh, Marcellus, Marcellus Wallace. Wallace. Oh, that would have been so cool! There you go. That would have just been. I mean, it's, why? It's. I
0: mean, it's it's different because that bar's in Los Angeles, and the other one. Well, sure, that's but true. like
5: i mean they clearly had they clearly had set time like bill's house is built in a set and i i think it is homage to poor set design in old kung fu movies but if you watch the final scene with bill you can clearly tell that the night sky is a psych wall because like the trees are heavily illuminated and the the, (laughs) the sky is not like there's a very bad discrepancy that doesn't match so they clearly had some studio time going on there
0: My favorite line in this, um, and it just reminded me of the of the tweet, is the master uh, going all Yankee women can do is order at restaurants and spend a man's money. (laughs) 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 And it reminded me of the of the of the Bernie Sanders meme is all women can do is eat hot chip,
1: charge their phone phone
0: and lie. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I. i'm okay with all the blood and the gore but the uh, dip spit in the face the can of dip spit in the face made me <laughs> gag
1: already she just like standing over that dude's like severed body as like blood just continuously waterfalls out of it like the man turned yeah. into a fucking fountain i was like ooh, i remember why i didn't watch this movie <laughs> i shouldn't have been turned on nearly
4: as much as i was in that moment I, but i Oh. <laughs> I was like,
1: "Please, me next. Cut my
0: head off, please. Step on but, my balls, loosely loot." No, sorry. Again, I was like, "We
1: need, a, <laughs> we need an Oren Ishii movie. Like her story is so much like more interesting to me than Beatrix's. Like, well, the whole know, anime. We get, okay, we got, so we got to talk dope. about that. Real mm-hmm.
0: quick, we got to talk about the whole anime thing. And Jake, you made uh, why this. Uh, give a backstory. The whole, if you haven't seen the movie, there is it's there's a switch between black and white there is you know several films within the first 20 minutes of this film but then we get to oranishi's um uh backstory and they choose to give it as opposed to anyone else's backstory i don't think they give any other assassins backstory a little uh, bit
5: of drivers but yeah a little bit
0: and but it gives the whole thing and then it just all tarantino makes the choice to make her entire backstory of this asian character an anime so that's i mean a literal anime for a good portion of this movie it's like a 15 minute stretch of this movie is an anime within this live action film and it looked good it was interesting but it was just oh i i had whiplash i was like what is this what, what are we are we doing okay the okay. way they drew the fat guy in
4: the limo that she shoots from the roof, the way he's drawn <laughs> is so funny. Like it's just, Every time I see his little rosy cheeks and his little fat body, it's just hilarious.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so if you want the backstory of Oren Ishii, and again, it's just Tarantino congratulating himself for being a basement dweller, her story is directly <laughs> ripped from a uh, kung fu, Japanese kung fu movie called Lady Snowblood, this movie is so heavily ripped off to the point where in the fight between Beatrix and yeah, Orinita. Snow. Lady
3: Snowblood. Yeah.
5: Right. There's that, and the song that is playing, that little clapping song, is actually from <laughs> Lady Snowblood. Wait, really? Like hmm Yeah, they are
4: fighting songs. in the
3: snow. I'm on Google. That is crazy. That it little is, it, That
4: little uh, clapping song is so catchy there. It's just so well placed.
3: Uh, Dex
5: and Roy know a little bit. So my wife is like the least violent person ever I don't think she will ever be in a fight but she loves to tell me if she ever gets in a fight and I'm present to pull up that song and immediately play it on my phone because she wants to fight it is very intense Um, but yeah that her Lady Snowblood is a movie about a child who witnesses her mother get raped and her father get killed and her mother also gets killed by uh, gangsters and she grows up to be an assassin and gets revenge literally Owen Ichi's e. backstory, minus the rape, but it's also kind of vaguely implied in the anime. The backstory of why it's animated is twofold. One is Lady Snowblood was made on a shoot string budget and in the same vein as the original A Star is Born, there is footage that was not shot, so they just took paintings and inserted it in the movie to pass along the story for when they didn't shoot stuff. Hmm. So, in a slight homage to that, they did a painting in Kill Bill via anime, and this was also during the time when makes media was becoming very popular, and anime was kind of at its peak a little bit in America because it was finally coming through via you know Toonami and Warner uh, Brothers. Toonami,
0: God, Lord. So people
5: were buying into it. The other thing is, is for some reason Tarantino had some sort of connection to the studio that, uh, amongst other accomplishments, made Ghost in the Shell, which was a anime that became very huge in America and now Scarlett Johansson no, so Scarlett Johansson <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good Scarlett old Johansson Scar Joe <laughs> uh, Tarantino became friends with or had connections to the production company and actually either wanted to make a animated kill bill or wanted to do something with them because he was a huge fan he did not have the money Weinstein was not going to pay for it in fact Weinstein was very well known to have said to cut the entire animated sequence for the movie it doesn't make sense it's wasting money Yeah, what a great guy he was yeah, no. so wrong he was so <laughs> wrong Tarantino blew, I think it was like $2 million on the production of it, ran out of money, but actually got the studio that did Ghost in the Shell to animate that entire sequence. At some point in time, wow. actually ran out of money, and that's why the final animated scene with the, the fat, rosy politician or general, whoever the fuck he is, is a very different animation style. Yeah, it's very and you different. And uh, you, you could tell, like, the quality just drops immediately um but yeah it was it, it's essentially tarantino had the chance to do it and he took it and he also kind of just shoved in the fact that he's paying some sort of homage to lady snowblood yeah I mean,
0: this is this is like the height of like a scanner darkly and stuff like that where we're doing all that. yeah so yeah but it was it was crazy just all of a sudden being like
5: is this is an it anime in the middle of this an anime? oh okay um it's i mean obviously that is very off-putting but like as I always said like it's just it's very weird to immediately go from like here's Beatrix story let Beatrix tell you about Oreni let her tell you nothing about any other characters in this movie they don't matter (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird decision
0: and well not for nothing I think it's probably the best way to tell that backstory if you choose to tell it without actually involving literal children
4: yeah. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like That's a fucking
4: bloody ass thing. Even in the anime, it's just so much blood. And it's yeah, like petophilia. having having her under the bed and like literally the blood from her mother on top of the bed is like it's just that's that's some gruesome shit, man.
0: No. <laughs> gruesome okay. shit. Before we move on to the draft, there we can't talk about this movie without talking about um within the confines of the movie, it looks like Tarantino put uma thurman through literal hell it she is doing so much shit within the confines of this movie including what looks like to be buried alive i know she literally wasn't buried alive but like it wouldn't surprise me but the um it it just uh, like it i know stunt doubles are there and stuff like that but it looks like she gets her ass beat so much in this movie and on top of that in real life she wrecked a car, and Tarantino was, like, good. So, you know... After she
4: vehemently told him that she didn't want to drive it at least, like, a thousand times, she kept telling him she, she didn't feel like it was
0: safe. Like, she got... She went through hell
5: making this shit, man. Like, she, her... Yeah. She should her have been nominated for Best
4: Actress, but that's another story.
5: Her neck and knee are permanently ruined because of that car
4: crash. Facts. <laughs> for facts. real? Yeah. yeah.
5: Um, her stunt double, Zoe... I think it's Zoe Bell is her stunt double. Don't fat chat me on that. Um, almost broke her back doing stuff and didn't tell anybody on set because she was a- afraid of being replaced.
4: Damn man! Wow.
5: For your stunt double to basically just beat. Th- Keep in mind, Zoe Bell actually cut that baseball in half. Like that scene is real. She actually had a baseball thrown at her sword and cut that shit in half. She nearly broke her back and told no one.
3: Mm. Wow. I mean, talk about playing through fair,
5: injury. Though.
1: You should yeah. probably be replaced if you broke your back. <laughs> That's probably a good reason to get replaced as a stunt yeah. double.
5: Yeah, I mean we're talking Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open in 08. <laughs> broken leg, still wins. For
0: real, I, I mean it. Just it can't. I can't go without saying. Like her performance was. If you take all of this stuff into account, her and her stunt double d- deserve all the praise in the world because it looks like they went through. Just shit, man. That looked awful. The entire movie.
1: While we're talking about Beatrix, I have a question. We all know her name is Beatrix now. Why were they blanking that out in the volume one? And another movie, movie entirely. Another, another movie two. nod. Another yeah, movie. Nod. Just,
0: yeah. To what though?
4: The why they just there's, drop it? I forgot what the film is, but there is a film that he loves where you don't learn the name of the uh, main character until like right before the final scene. I think it's a kung fu movie. Um, and you don't learn the name of the main character until like the first scene, Gump. and so whenever Oof. the character's name would be mentioned, they would there would be that little beep there, and so that's where he got that from.
3: That's where dumb. I mean, I thought, at the time I thought it was cool. I thought shoot, I thought it was the B word. I thought it was bleep because it was <laughs> that, and then we get all the way to that. Yeah, exactly. And so and then of course I think when when the promo was rolling out, then everybody started referring to her as the bride. And I was like, her name can't just be the bride. And of yeah, course, it's yeah. finally revealed to be Beatrice. That was, as Jake is brought up, that was probably another one of Terrence, you know, like trying to be like clever, but whatever.
4: I really like the last name Kiddo more than I care about the first name Beatrix. The last name Kiddo is just I, sort of You know, I way. didn't
0: like that. I was just kind of like, I thought he was just calling her Kiddo. Calling her Kiddo, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then her last name is literally Kiddo, and I'm like, come on. <laughs>
3: All I'm right. so clever for that guy. <laughs> Um, also,
1: before we move on, Bill does not understand Superman comics, and no. he should never talk about them ever again. Shut the fuck up. You're wrong. Superman comics are <laughs> trash, so I'm with him on this. I, I like I this mean, Superman take. I'm not disagreeing on that, but he's just, like, wrong about the character of Superman. <laughs> like, that's just not... We lost that's not We, lost, we Jake. lost Jake. Look at Jake. Let's he's, see. like, pondering.
4: Oh, we lost him. <laughs> well we'll get Jake back but uh is there anyone that y'all would recast while we're waiting for Jake to come back is there anyone um, y'all would recast in this film and who would y'all recast them
0: with let's see I would probably recast uh what was what was the depressed man that you're talking about I uh, got it I, I don't know uh, who. I would, uh, Bud. but Bud, I I don't know who I would re- replace him with but, um Oh, he's back. Hi. I'm- I, would be, back. I would
4: be fine with Bud being recast, but who would who are we recasting him with?
0: Uh, let's think of character actors. Brian Dennehy. Um <laughs> I don't know. Uh let's let's take a Joe look at exotic. Bud.
5: Here, here we go. <laughs> if if we're recasting Bud, somebody that looks almost exactly like that dude has around this point in time still has the greasy slicked back hair, and we've already used him before, and Karen Tito loves to reuse people. Fucking throw John Travolta in there. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's better uh, if John Travolta plays that role.
0: Yeah. Uh, I You could recast him with Bruce Willis, but even though th- he's too more leading man, though, than... Oh, Bruce
5: Willis was considered to be Bill. I'm,
0: I'm glad they didn't. I wouldn't have hated that.
4: I really. love Bruce Willis. I, I do not think that you get the emotional... uh, as emotional a scene if he plays that character. But I, I love think, Bruce Willis.
0: I think David Carradine is... is uh, pitch perfect in this in this movie i think it's so, yeah. mm-hmm. like i think just his his tenor and tone and pace yeah. is just i think it's i think it's great but like, I, I like bruce willis when he gives a shit <laughs> most of the time he, <laughs> most I love of time he doesn't willis. care
4: i have a very soft spot for bruce willis i love bruce willis
5: um oh, originally bill was written for warren Beatty. Beatty. No, I can no. see that, that. That makes it. Yeah, that makes I it. The age gap would really have been out there.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, true.
4: True.
5: And then for some reason, Beatty dropped, and Bruce Willis stepped in, and I, I don't know the tumultuous thing that happened to eventually get. This is a very uh, different film.
4: With Bruce Willis plays Bill, like a very different film. Extremely yeah.
5: different.
0: Is it? Uh, is it? Okay. Uh, is it racist if we do Jackie Chan as the master?
4: No, wait. How old is the Jackie Chan at the time this is being filmed? Is this is rush
3: hour, isn't it?
4: Is this rush yeah. yeah, it? this yeah, rush exactly. it is rush hour. This is rush hour. Oh, I hate it. You hate it. He's got to be God. older.
1: That guy wasn't that old. Yeah, that guy's not that old. He's has a okay. That's fair. Right that's on. fair. Because he's the I dude that, that played dude. Uh, what's his name in the Crazy 88s. Wait.
3: What? Wait, no. The dude who's cast isn't he like some. What's Kung Fu his, movie like Legend type type.
1: Yeah, but he plays uh whoever the head honcho henchman guy is in the crazy eighty eight. It's the same dude. Kenji Oba. He plays uh one of the Crazy
4: Eighty henchmen and he plays Pyme. I didn't know that was the same actor.
1: Yeah, I forget what yeah. his, like the character's name is. Oh wow, you know, I learned something.
0: Bald guy is literally his name. <laughs> <laughs> Kenji Oba. Oh
5: he's he, she gives him a name because he gets a tiny backstory too. He's like general something something. Oh no, he's we, not. No, he's not. We get the then we get Gogo's backstory. Which oh Johnny,
0: is... did you know that Gogo's God. sister was supposed
5: Johnny to be uh... in this
4: film too? Gogo was going to have a sister. Uh, oh. I don't think I don't think they filmed it, but there, there was another scene where uh, Beatrix was going to fight Gogo's sister to because Gogo's sister wanted revenge because she killed Gogo. So there was another scene that was going to be in Kill Bill Two where Gogo, uh, where she fought Gogo's sister.
5: I'm okay um, with that not nah, because I'm not bad investing in Kogo's storyline. I would just bring back I am.
1: I want more for all of these, well not all of them. I w- Not Bud. Not yeah, actually all of, all of the women. Not not Bud. Yeah. Just <laughs> <the women. laughs>
5: I know I know that's it. Bud's <laughs> dead, let him rest. I know <laughs> I know a flail is was an actual weapon and actually had a lot of use. But how fucking useful is a saw blade on a ball on a chain as a weapon. Like, could it have been a sword? Like, what a weird weapon to have as your weapon of choice.
1: Super. I weird. mean, she like decked her in the chest immediately with it. Though. She so did. Like, and like any regular f- person who's not like fucking invincible, like Beatrix kiddos dying immediately. After That's hit why we chest. can't
4: say that fight was easy because she literally got hit in the chest with that thing, and it looked fucking painful as shit.
5: Its best use though was that it was choking her.
4: That's true. <laughs> also looked pretty painful.
5: That really did. Chances are, given Tarantino and what he did in Ghostbusters, she, she was actually choked. Uma Thurma was actually being choked. <laughs> um, all
0: right, let's do. Uh, if we don't have any more parting thoughts, do we have any more thoughts? If you have not seen this film,
4: I am begging you to watch this film. And if you are not, if you are not entertained by this film, I will watch any film that you want me to watch, no matter how good or bad it is. That goes for anyone on Twitter. On YouTube, if you've never seen this film, if you watch this film and don't like it, I will watch your favorite film that might suck. I will, I will give you that
3: request.
2: I'll
4: join
3: T.J. in that challenge. Absolutely, will. <laughs> There's no reason. There's no reason for you not to like the movie. To be honest with you, there really isn't.
1: Yeah, there's really not anything to like make you not like the movie overall. It's just, it's just fun, man. Just good.
3: Dex, I'm sorry, but I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you you had to be bullied into watching this. This is something that you should have. <sighs> it's the violence, man. He hey man, violence. I'm gonna be
1: honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's definitely the violence, but also like hearing people talk about Tarantino films. I'm just like, ugh, I don't care. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> like this dude. I will never like this dude. I don't want to like. I, have you never seen *Pulp it. Fiction*? I've seen it. But oh, I yeah. get it. He's like God's gift to filmmaking or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'm like, dude, he's shut he's up. Bad. Like, I don't care.
4: He's not the best filmmaker ever, but he makes the coolest films of any yeah. filmmaker ever.
1: Which Tarant- is different like- than
4: making the best films.
1: Yeah,
5: no, no. He, he, I mean, he, he's made great films. He's made films that are going to sit in the pantheon of, of, of movies. Stuff that will be talked about of all time. Tarantino is okay as a writer he surrounds himself with the best like robert richardson as his cinematographer brilliant move like he's never not going to make a beautiful movie tarantino is best for people that grew up being raised by tv because he's just he's, I, the, he's yeah. our generation like, like, yeah, like, like again like all of his movies are just rip-offs he's never really written anything original i mean his most recent movie is just a dreamscape of a very real Manson murder. So, like, I mean, Tarantino is, is honestly, it's great because he, he's just for those people that, like, sat at home all day and didn't play with friends or anything, but instead played with video games and he's got interested. He's member in,
0: berries in director form.
5: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? <laughs> that shit works, on, been, me. Like, hot that works on me. The thing while we've been having this whole conversation tonight is that. Tarantino is the Drake of movie directors because like every single thing Drake does, <laughs> it's like somebody else has already done this. Drake is just like repackaging it. And he has the stands. <laughs> for great. I am one of the Drake stands who will tell you like, Oh, Drake is amazing. You got to listen to every single Drake project. They're all great. You're going to love them all. Like he's one of the greatest of all time, blah, blah, blah. Other people are just like, man, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) 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 Fuck Drake. I hate that guy. And Tarantino is like that same dude. It's like he's mastered like all these other like styles and shit that have already been done before. He's not doing anything new or groundbreaking really. Like he has that kind of mainstream appeal to him where people are like, oh yeah, he's my favorite, blah blah blah. But also Mm -hmm. like you can definitely just miss every Drake album or miss every Tarantino film. And it's like, that's okay. No, it's yeah. not. It's not okay. <laughs> is- I got to tell you, I have missed the last two
0: Drake albums. And, uh, buddy, I am still thriving off of... <laughs> uh, you, you can miss those. You can miss those. But
4: you can't miss any I mean, Tarantino
0: films, except for... A4 I'm A4 still A4. thriving A4. off of nothing was the same. I just
5: got to tell you. Like- I mean, truth be told, Tarantino is, is really kind of that is that director that you can be like I watch his movies and it makes me feel like Andy like I'm watching those shoe stream budget you only get to watch it well, now like he's o'clock. getting like a hundred million dollar but yeah but yeah yeah but like he's that he's if you aren't really interested in, in movies if you aren't interested in seeing like what micro budget and like people that had to like pull shit out of their ass to make an actual movie like if you're not interested in seeing those Tarantino is for you so that way you can pretend that you're one of those people that go to that one movie theater on the outskirts of town that shows this one specific movie one time at one o'clock on a tuesday that's who that that's who tarantino is really for it's that person that makes you feel good about movies but you don't actually have to learn anything yeah i I just (laughs) you know i tarantino's jumped the shark
0: for me when he's like uh because you said he never made anything original when he's like i want to make a star trek film like of course you do of course you do (laughs) yeah you know
5: everybody does. it would be good and honestly, yeah, it's going to be good because you know he's seen every episode of Star Trek, yes, including the, the episodes that never airs.
4: And not just that, but all the shit that inspired Star Trek he's probably watched and all the shit that was inspired by soundtrack.
5: And he could just like have a circle jerk of like all these yeah, <laughs> things in this super nerdy space he, that the nerds would all understand. He is truly who Zack Snyder wishes he was because Zack Snyder. Wow. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Zack Holy Snyder. Man. Wow. Wow. Zack Snyder reads one comic book and is like, oh, I know everything about Batman. Bitch, you know <laughs> nothing about Batman, but good luck to you. You're going to make this epic, gritty. Read hey, make a Zack Snyder it's knows fun. that we live in a society, and I think we
4: should uh, acknowledge <laughs> that.
5: Whereas Tarantino not only has bought Physical every issue roll. of Batman, he's actually bought every copy of fan versions of Batman. Yes, and exactly. And now puts that in the canon. <laughs> like...
4: It's like very. It's oh, like yeah. someone who watches Wandavision versus someone who watches Wandavision and watches every <laughs> recap and catches every. Like it's like it's like it's totally different. Like is going to be the guy. That, yes, yeah, like, <laughs> Tarantino's going to be the guy. That's like reading not only just looking at Star Trek but also looking at everybody who's ever written about Star Trek and all the fan theories and it's just
0: different than like, okay, it's I like read Colin some, I William read Shatner <laughs> like Colin William Shatner for his for his opinions like what do you think about and then William Shatner like dude I gotta do cocaine like, I, like you
1: know <laughs> he was Come definitely on. that Game of Thrones fan who was like well in the books blah 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 blah. and it's like dude nobody fucking cares <laughs> <laughs> fucking goddamn <blood."
0: laughs> in Song of Ice and Fire John what. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's so like- accurate.
3: That's so accurate. That's so accurate. Uh, so yeah, this matters to me. That's
1: <laughs> always <laughs> been a Tarantino's beautiful to, to me. me. So I am late on a lot of his movies. I've seen Pulp Fiction because that one came up in college. People were like, "We're gonna watch Pulp Fiction at night," and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do that." I saw Once spot a Time in Hollywood because it was like Oscar Beatty and like it got all that buzz. I've seen Gloria's Bastard and We talked about it on the podcast And I'm now seeing both the Kill Bills So, so wait, what, what you've you seen Pulp Fiction
4: You've seen Kill Bill, you've seen Django You've seen Glorious Bastard Alright yeah, no, nice
0: yeah, we're doing Django soon um, The The thing with Tarantino to me Is that obviously there is a um, A section of film history Like, I mean, not I just Okay, nerd. I had to take a film history class in in college, and there is a section of '90s come-ups which include Tarantino, and um, sorry, I'm blanking now. All of a sudden, the guy that made uh, Oceans Eleven, um, made sex li- sex lives uh, sex lives uh, oh, and videotape. Soderbergh. Oh, Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. There's the there's Soderberg. a yeah. There's a section of Soderbergh and tarantino and they make you watch pulp fiction and so Mm -hmm. it it is a film that is taught in history classes now Mm -hmm. so it is he is an interesting test subject for people like jake was saying that have been raised on media and so Mm -hmm. it is just it's like what happens when you give an unprescribed adderall kid a film camera, like, like like that's what unprescribed Adderall kid, you know, like that's what he, that's what he is. like. He doesn't have his Adderall, like he's just you know. Did we lose nuts. Bradford or is he Bradford? Are you there? I can't tell if you're frozen. Absolutely. Oh, okay. You're
3: yeah.
4: um, uh, sitting that, so still. <laughs> 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 that
0: is that is what he is to me, and it, and and it's interesting to watch in real time and unfold, and but the pretense now behind him is no. kind of getting a little old because it's just I'm only doing 11 films shut the fuck up yeah no, like, I don't, yeah nobody. I wish he
4: would stop doing that and I wish he would stop talking about projects that are not in development because there's so many that he's referenced and he just throws out there and then it's like you just never hear about it again and it's, yeah, it frustrates I mean, me like I would love to see a kill bill too but since you tried to kill Uma Thurman that probably isn't going to happen because you tried to murder her so she yeah, probably uh, hell no. like, She probably wouldn't want to do another film with you, unless they pay. Unless you her, pay her uh, extra, like an extravagant amount of money. Um, but sign me up if she's willing to do it. Sign me up. Tayana Paris, right. Uma Thurman, Kill Bill Three. I'm in.
0: The the pretense I don't know the pretense behind him has started to get a little
5: annoying. It insists upon itself. Yeah, it insists <laughs> upon itself. There are two mm. kids. That, there are two kind of kids out there. There's one where your parents enrolled you in T-ball when you were a little kid and there were ones that just put you in front of Sesame Street and let you run and the Sesame Street kids are the ones that are watching Tarantino films going oh yes yeah (laughs) and uh if you play Little League sports this movie is not for you were you even in college if you (laughs) didn't uh
0: were you even in college if you didn't have a Pulp Fiction and Bob Marley poster
1: for the picture
5: of Johnny Cash. I, Johnny thought Cash. The Pulp, I thought the Pulp <laughs> Fiction
1: poster thing was a joke, and then I got to college and knew nope. several people with yep. Pulp Fiction posters. I had was like, you seen the, the movie fuck, when, you, oh when you got to
4: college? Had you seen Pulp Fiction?
1: No, I watched it for the first time my freshman year of college. Got it, got it. You're <laughs> <All laughs> right.
3: on everybody's dorm
1: room. What <laughs> is... Uh, now, for, for real... Yeah, that was college. UT,
3: at least somebody on every floor a UT. Yes, a Pulp fiction but also there was, <laughs> was there was a lot of Reservoir Dogs
4: posters when mm-hmm. I was in college. A lot of Reservoir Dogs posters because people are already yeah. trying to be like, "Oh, Pulp Fiction was like the pop cultural one that like got popular." But have you ever seen Reservoir Dogs? It's yeah, better.
1: you know, Pulp that. Fiction is like for the Urban Outfitters kids. Yeah, I, exactly. I <laughs> So there was a lot of that. Hot so there's a lot of like,
4: well, the real fans really just uh, have Reservoir Dogs stuff. Which Reservoir you Dogs can is buy fine. Both
0: at a Spencer's. Reservoir <laughs> Dogs <laughs> is fine. It's not better than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> People were just
4: trying to be edge lords, but it's whatever.
5: No, Reservoir Dogs is good for two things. It is good for movies about cutting off people's ears. True, and it <laughs> is a movie. It is a good movie <laughs> for Steeler's Wheel stuck in the middle with you. A song that was okay. written to make fun of Bob Dylan. That also, is all Reservoir Dogs. And for Tarantino
0: be. to say the N word out loud. And you yeah. Can he just loves Oh yeah, that. sure. You could trace that. that first dynasty
4: in Reservoir thing. Dogs. The way they're having a conversation within a conversation, quite literally, mm. ties itself right to the first scene of the Social Network, which is probably my favorite opening scene I've ever seen.
5: Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, one right. thing I will give Tarantino credit for: a lot of his scenes are like they're like three act plays within themselves. Like the mm-hmm. conversation, like there's a, like the whole setup, and then like the rising action, the climax, and all this other stuff. Like yeah. within this one conversation and a scene. So I've seen a lot of different. Like clips from Tarantino movies that it's like okay I feel like I got it like because the scenes are so detailed there's so much set up within the scene for the rest like the way the rest of the scene plays out so like he's really good at that kind of stuff and like he's he's technically a brilliant director like I get it I just don't care, care. as much as other
4: people. Yeah. Do, okay? It's like one of those uh, things where the Lakers are good but you don't want to hear Lakers fans talk about how good the Lakers are all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it. it makes perfect sense.
5: Yeah. All right, let's. I have two tiny things. Uh, one is Robert Rodriguez scored this movie for one dollar. Wow, one one dollar. It was also in exchange for Tarantino directing one tiny scene in Sin City, a hilariously forgettable movie. Um, and people the other is people
4: still people really liked it at the time, but I think it has aged poorly. It,
5: it was not it, great. It's great. It was cool was because cool. it was it, it was like one of the first forays into like what if we made a movie look like a comic book, like yes. heavy ink tones. Oh yeah, but like it's it's not great. Robert Rodriguez doesn't make great films. That's my hot take. Um, and the second is the final scene of the movie that was shot was the the scene with the pimp, and in the background, those aren't actors; those are real prostitutes. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Wait, that. That whole scene. Of, Ryan. Yeah, that they whole went to scene, a real brothel and that, that is a real weird. ass brothel, and the only people that were present in that scene was Robert Richardson, Quentin Tarantino, the script supervisor, whose name actually pops up in the movie. Um, a couple of like union people, some grips, some gaffers, the actors, and that's it.
4: Tarantino definitely uh sampled the product in that place when
1: they went there. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Show oh, me in my feet. last Show me, show me your <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a few.
3: If your application, if your to a movie, wow, I did not know sure. that. That's really cool. Experience. I never
0: knew that. That's not it cool. Is. That's weird. That's but
3: fucking
1: <laughs>
0: awesome.
3: It's entirely <laughs>
1: unnecessary, but it well, Rappers exist. You uh,
4: might as well go film some shit in there.
5: Sure, why not? Well, I mean, it, it is honestly a testament to Tarantino's background about making things on shoestring budgets. Like Tarantino, if you ever willing to get into film studies is a very good film study into how can I maximize on like $15 you can also do the same thing with Robert Rodriguez but he did very different things Um, but like I mean that that is very true to his core of like if I'm just gonna make a scene in a brothel let's just fucking go to a brothel it's gonna cost us nothing we're Mm -hmm. here he and um,
0: sorry the uh, guy from Texas who made uh, boyhood uh, Richard Linklater very good at that oh yeah we has like I don't um,
5: Patricia Arquette come on the podcast yeah, yeah. Arquette, please we come haven't even talked podcast. about that uh
0: Patricia Arquette <laughs> if you're watching you're not um if you if you're watching <laughs> who you, knows if,
5: if or if, listening if, if Teach if Tee- if Tee- tweeted out the YouTube link we don't know what Patricia Arquette is I mean Patricia Arquette
0: <laughs> in, in, in other news Patricia Arquette is shadow following Teej yeah so not even. she is a queen that's
4: right Toy Story 4 holes absolute queen
0: yeah. All right. So we are drafting Quentin Tarantino characters. Uh, the draft goes as Bradford, Royden, Dex, Teej, Jake. So this is a snake draft, Bradford. Uh, draft one will go down the line and come back. Teej, you get two at the end. Or Jake, you get two at the end. Quentin uh, Tarantino characters. He's written some good ones. Bradford, what's the number one overall pick?
3: I'm so glad to be number one. I'm absolutely picking Marcellus Wallace. That has to be done. Really? It has to be done. Okay.
0: That looks like a
4: bitch. That that is a is, <laughs> that might be a recent round 1, but I respect yeah. it. That's a great character.
0: Marcellus Wallace. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> um, my number 1 overall pick. I don't I you know, I like Marcellus Wallace because he's he's definitely mentioned the most in any <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> um, my number 1 is uh Colonel Hans Landa.
4: Ooh. Great, choice. great choice. Yeah, great he choice. He
0: is the most menacing, and it's mostly because of, of uh, Christoph Waltz's performance, but he is the most menacing, evil character I have ever watched on screen. And his performance in the very beginning of the film sends chills down my spine every single time. So if it does that, it deserves a first round pick. That man is incredible. Mm in that and that's i think that is the best role he has ever written um do you mind if i smoke my pipe and he just brings out just like the biggest (laughs) it is oh it's so good it's so good sorry so colonel hans landa
5: it's a character so good it made christoph waltz very important for a very long time He's riding high like, off of that. <laughs> got him in a Bond film, didn't it? It Got yeah. him in a Bond film. And now he's kind of nowhere.
4: Incredible character. Incredible. I want him to show up in every Tarantino movie that he can. I'm surprised but. that he doesn't. I oh. think he should. He's great in Django as well. So, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got to keep Oscar. working with him. Yeah, just got to keep working with Christoph Waltz. He's
1: a great guy.
0: All right, Dex.
1: Give me one second. Catching up on the tweets here. Dex, you better not steal even. my person. I I feel like I won't, but... Uh... Dex has <laughs> so only I'm seen, like, five Tarantino movies, so that's why. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen very <laughs> many of He's movies. scrolling through IMDb right now? <laughs> nah. I, I gotta remember my guy's name. I'm gonna <laughs> go with... I'm gonna go with the one that got Brad Pitt as Oscar. I'm going with Cliff Booth. I, yes. I, okay. I love Cliff Booth. He's just... So okay. awesome! Like he's—I mean—that is
5: that is Brad Pitt, Pritt, Brad Pitt in his truest form. Yeah, you know so. he <laughs> loves being on <laughs> <movie>. just there he is hot,
1: just <laughs> hidden. Oh man! Blasting people in the face with cans of dog food, like just tripping. I watch that scene
5: <laughs> on YouTube like once a week at least. The relief of that scene is
1: that oh is my
0: palpable.
5: God. It's incredible
0: when he nails that person in the face with that can of dog food. It's incredible. A plus throw. He has like a great 75 <laughs> arm for uh, baseball fans. He is just hum, hum, oh, that thing.
5: He's, he's got Aaron Rodgers level of passer rating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Cliff Booth. I like that. Tege. Um, Tege, yeah.
4: With the fourth pick, I'm getting the number one overall. Uh, talent in the draft. I'm taking Juice Winfield, the most iconic character that Quentin Tantino's Damn. ever written. It's Damn. literally a, in Pulp Dope. Fiction, which is full of stars and future yeah. stars, he easily I've seen this movie probably a hundred times and every time you watch it, the one thing that stands <laughs> out among everything is how incredible Samuel Jackson's performance is in that film. It's the coolest character he's ever written and that's my easy choice. I'm glad that he was still there at number four
5: he is so good he I made up a bible it. verse that people think is a real bible verse facts <laughs> Ezekiel 2517 everybody is not a real bible verse just some cool shit I read one time doesn't exist
0: <laughs> what a I, wonder
5: how many, I wonder how many bad motherfucker wallets get like sold at Hot Topic a year
0: Tons. enough to keep them open
5: <laughs> <laughs> alright Jake two picks um, yeah, good pick, man.
0: Jules Winfield. Uh. Yeah, I
5: was, I was hoping to steal Jules at the turn. I was hoping to take him as my second. All right, that's fine. As my first round pick, I'm very happy. I get him. I think he's my Alvin Kamara pick. I think he is definitely a first rounder. I'm taking Lieutenant Aldo reigns yeah. yeah, great <laughs> choice. Again, it is. I I, I think that is. It's just Brad Pitt it's doing his Kansas accent. Doesn't give a shit. He's Bonjour, Bu- no. Grazie
1: (laughs) And cousin Business is a booming
0: I want my 10 Nazi scouts And you will get me my 10 Nazi scouts Oh, Magaretti. Magaretti. I speak the second most Italian. You don't speak any Italian. right? That's what I said. Second most.
4: Oh,
0: he has great, the best lines in that great movie. incredible.
4: And that's Sorry. also what should have got Brad Pitt his Oscar, but it's okay. He got his Oscar. Everything was fine, but that's why
0: he should have got the first one. As a baseball bat, it's he's going to beat you to death with it.
2: Oh,
5: God, we I mean, we're all tickled to
0: death to hear you say that. Watching Donnie beats Nazis to death is the closest we get to going to the movies.
5: <laughs> it's true, he does. Oh God, I kind of want to take the bear Jew, the bad Jew, the No, I'm going to. I'm going to be a little cop out, but I honestly do believe in this pick as my second. I am taking Beatrix Kiddo.
0: Okay, great choice. Okay. She carries two I mean, films.
5: Yeah, she carries. Two Literally films. carries two films. Kill Bill is basically the reason that any of the movies we talk about except for Pulp Fiction get made like because of how fucking fantastic Uma Thurman was in these movies is the reason that we get to get Inglorious Bastards and everything that like we talk about Quentin Tarantino and in, in High Heavens now
0: alright I, I like those picks Jake you, you're you on a heater yeah, All right, that was probably go. the
1: best turn we've ever seen to be honest <laughs> That was an amazing let's, turn.
0: Let's go Jake. with uh, Jake. Or, sorry, Jake. Dex. <laughs> God. Teach. It's me, right? <laughs> uh, we lost.
5: got Lost in the Snake. At I'm,
4: too. I'm going to draft based on potential here. Uh, I'm going to take Jackie Brown. One, oh, sure. Pam Greer is maybe the sexiest, maybe my first crush. She's one of the sexiest women that I've ever lived. It's amazing. And two, I just. Th- this film is the film. Even though everybody wants to cite this in different Tarantino films that came subsequently, this is the film where Tarantino found his sense of heart and his sense of softness and his sense of telling a story uh, that has true people to root for. Because in a lot of Tarantino movies, there's literally nobody to root for. Um, Jackie Brown is amazing. It's probably one of the films that people have seen the least, if you just count by the numbers of people have seen it. It's really good, it's got a great uh, Chris Tucker performance, it's got an Amazing Samuel Jackson performance, and Pam Greer as Jackie Brown is just amazing I'm
0: choosing Jackie Brown as my second pick All right, Jackie Brown, off the board Dex
1: Hmm I think that I There's two different Characters I want to pick from the same movie But I (sighs) Trying to decide between them E- fuck it. I'm going to go with the Bear Jew. <laughs> really? Right. Absolutely. The bear Jew, the bear Jew went
4: higher than I thought he would, but I knew he was getting drafted. I, He's congrats, a
1: horse rider, but
5: that's Congrats work. to the
4: Bear Jew.
1: <laughs> I was just so fucking entertained. Like, I think about... <laughs> Teddy fucking ball game goes <laughs> out on one. I think about yeah, that Yeah, we y'all on Lansdowne Street <laughs> every fucking week. Man. I'll just Teddy fucking ball game. Just I love dude, this, why? dude. I I had to I had to take him. I had to make sure I got my guy. Like the, the fact
0: shit. that that was supposed to be Adam Sandler is incredible to me. It I mean, never goes like yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean,
5: Go yeah, ahead. No, like any I am trying I, we had this discussion, I think, on a Glorious Bastards episode. Let's start with a Glorious Bastards episode, but anybody but Eli Roth, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. No. I mean it's a,
0: What you do? What'd you do? that's Um All right. So my my pick my second pick is uh Calvin Candy from uh, Great Choice. From, of course. From Django on Chain. I mean He's a little too good at being racist.
4: Michelle <laughs> <laughs> Kelly.
0: Uh, uh man, that character probably should have won the Oscar over uh Christoph Waltz for best supporting actor. Um He was terrifying. He was he terrifying. Was, he was terrifying and I think it's one of the more and it kind of goes unnoticed in in his uh, in Leo's film filmography filmography thank you yeah. it goes unnoticed in his filmography because he's not the leading character he's always been a leading man but it, if he wanted to switch to the supporting to, it, that may be the way that he keeps it moving you know what I mean like of course he has leading man stuff for the next for the next decade or so but if he wanted to switch to the supporting actor man that performance tells you he can chew scenery in limited screen time because that was... The fact that he also cut his hand, like, like had to get mm-hmm. stitches and shit in his hand. Just kept and, rolling. And kept rolling. And then, I mean, it's kind of gross, but rubbed his real blood on her face is uh. nuts. I mean, that that film is also one of the hardest that i think i've ever laughed in a movie theater just because of the comedy of it Aww. but yeah I, I the the calvin candy performance is incredible
4: such uncomfortable laughs but definitely laughs like it's like you're yeah. never fully comfortable but i mean the,
0: the the racist kkk baghead scene is i'm sorry it's the funniest thing that's ever been put on It is. it <laughs> so is
3: so funny What's going on is terrifying, but the fact that they're arguing over the fact that his wife did not make proper bags. <laughs> Kill All I hear is like, criticize, oh, criticize,
2: criticize, criticize.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea.
4: No, nobody wait, brought an extra bag. Wait, Dex, I thought you haven't seen this yet. Make your own bags next time. I've
1: seen that scene because. Mean, you have to that watch this movie, day.
4: bro. You have to watch this movie. Many
0: Son you sons have... of bitches ask me or mine for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't riot. matter if you can see; it, all that matters is the fucking horse
5: can see. Oh man! Sorry, shit. For, For one of the dumbest things the, ever
0: said,
4: by the way. Like,
5: <laughs> once again, it's just a movie of uh, just a moment of Jonah Hill will do anything to be next to Leonardo DiCaprio.
4: <laughs> I agree in with anything. that. Leonardo, Leonardo adjacent. Me and Jonah Hill are very much alike in that regard. I would take yeah, any obviously. role if I got to hang out with Leo. So.
5: You want to pay me $5 to be in Wolf of Wall Street? I will do it. <laughs> Just let me hang a minute. <laughs> we're going to have a threesome scene, me and Leonardo DiCaprio. I will, do it, I will pay you. Yeah. Um, I don't blame you. And him. now he's dressed up like a homeless man. Jonah Hill. What a guy. Um, the fact that that movie is almost 10 years old, coming up to 10 years next year. Damn, that's crazy. And we're. Wow. We are I'm still sorry. making memes based entirely off of Leonardo DiCaprio's face. Yeah. it's just fantastic. It's
1: still going, still going. I literally right. just saved a meme that's Leo's face from absolutely. That it's Leo's face on Bernie oh, wow. Sanders hey. from the inauguration.
3: <laughs> it's crazy though because it's, it's great that you bring that up because we have the Calvin Candy meme now. But now he has another one. The little point from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is yeah. becoming another one for the next decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty great. I use I mean, that once
5: a week. We can say his name. Somebody's gonna take Dalton, but yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> all right. Leonardo Amazing. DiCaprio's face in Tarantino movies immediately becomes memeable is fantastic. <laughs> um,
0: all right, Bradford, let's go yeah, with two, pick. two picks. You got two picks.
3: My second one. I'm, I'm glad he's still on the board. I was I was hoping he would stay. It's definitely definitely Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. Mr. King. Uh, I'm You're a 2 and super semi fan and that was like the one that put me on, put me on. Sure. I will always be mind blown by the fact that this man almost caused an argument in a restaurant for not wanting to tip, not because it wasn't the right thing to do, but because he didn't want somebody to tell him to tip other people. <laughs> that was crazy to me. That was the first I,
0: time. That's such a pretentious argument too, because it's like, they should pay him more, but yeah, you should also.
3: <laughs> it's like, dude, over oh, a dollar. I'm cheap like that, but it's good to know that there's somebody is cheaper than me. That's just like, one's my heart. So, yeah, definitely Mr. Pink.
0: All right. All right. First Reservoir Dogs pick. Second pick.
3: Oh, we have two at the end? Yeah, we're doing yeah. a snake. Oh, I didn't prepare for that. Uh, can I just pick... Oh, no. Um, what's his name? The dude from... Um... Who's Christoph Waltz's character in Django? Uh Doctor King Schultz. Yes. yes. Yes, King Schultz is pretty cool. Um, I definitely like him. I watched Django trying to prepare for um this, actually. Um and so yeah, definitely Dr. King Schultz is amazing. Christoph Waltz has become one of like a guy I look for, you know, the guys who look like, okay, if you see this movie, I'm gonna watch it. He definitely became that guy in this movie for me. He made some uncomfortable scenes instead of uncomfortable funny on accident. Um, so I definitely, definitely appreciated him in that.
0: Good the, um, the King Schultz character is so confident in that movie and just, you know, it, he's free throughout the world in that movie, which is incredible. Uh, you know, the, the Hans Landa character, you feel like he's in charge and everything. The King Schultz, sort of a step back from that where it's like he feels like everything is just he's just kind of flowing with everything. He's confident. Like, is your sheriff... Would he also have happened to appear around this time? And it's just, it's so confident that he knows, even though he killed the sheriff in broad daylight, he's not going to get arrested. And uh, the avita say when he when he shoots and kills all the racists is incredible. And also, him killing the racist Leo DiCaprio (laughs) is also great. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. All right, my next pick. um, This is tough. Let's see. I I know people are... He was nominated for an Oscar for this. I gotta go with Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he sure. probably
4: was on the board too long.
0: Yeah, I, I like yeah. Vincent Vega. I think he's overshadowed a little by Samuel L. Jackson's character in the very end and he's mm-hmm. actually not as... Uh, even though he's like first build on this film, I don't, he's not in it as much as you think he would be. But um, the... <laughs> uh, the Royale with cheese is a line that's always quoted when uh, I, So
5: so many restaurants now have it, a Royale with yes. cheese Yes, the of Royale it, with that cheese the,
0: the he shot uh, what was what was the character's name? Uh, I think oh, what's his name is Max. Or,
5: sorry, Marvin. Marvin yeah, there you uh, go. Marvin's dead man. Ah oh, shit <laughs> the,
2: Wait, our
4: boy Phil the, whole, the whole scene where he takes out uh, Mrs. Wallace on the date and they're like, mm. he's, he's literally dancing. He's just so, he's just so cool. The way he's talking about the milkshake, like, he's just yeah. so fucking cool. Like, he's not yeah, that smart. He's, he's yeah. not that good of a henchman, but he's just so, he just emanates cool. And John Tabolta is not like a like a particularly cool person, especially like now. We don't view him yeah. as cool. He's just so cool as Vincent Vega. It's crazy. It's, a, it's, it's
0: absolutely crazy. It, I mean, he's just high, just doing the twist in the middle of a like a middle yeah. of a restaurant. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's a it's a really good performance, and the fa- and how he dies in that movie is it's incredible comedy throughout the movie. From, the way his temper, the
4: way his temper works in the movie when he first meets Butch and Butch walks over to him, he's just like, "What are you staring at?" And like the way he's like he's just like immediately goes towards aggression and like the way his temper is always kind of going like this throughout the film. It's yeah. just, he's just so cool, man. It's just such a great... He did oh all God.
1: that and then became the mom
4: in
5: Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh,
1: life comes at you fast. Yeah, it was an old dogs. Oh,
5: Scientology comes at you fast.
4: <laughs> Scientology ruined that man's life. dogs.
5: Man, John is <laughs> a great study on Missing it by that much because if John or John if Tom Cruise didn't get into Scientology, John Travolta was gonna be that person, but he missed it by that much and tried (laughs) so hard.
3: Not the head guy.
5: Including making Battlefield Earth to try to earn that spot and he just didn't get it. Didn't get it. Uh, We are not announce
3: that movie. Uh, All right, Jake, (laughs) go ahead. Um man,
5: I kinda want Vega too. um Please that's
0: okay it, no it, is it jake here. is it okay oh this Are is my a...
5: third and fourth so i'm taking no your third
0: wait it's not
1: the turn is it? yeah no jake is left jake's no, down it's down not jake's, jake's turn it's dex's turn t. yeah it, i was like wow
0: uh, i
5: skipped yeah what three
4: people. <laughs> it's dex's turn then me yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: all right oh man yeah i skipped three people dex t jake sorry dex go ahead all
1: right um I'm going to play from the heart here and I'm going to take L Driver because, like I said, she did nothing wrong. <laughs> 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 Hashtag
4: support L Driver.
1: Hashtag support, L Driver. support L Driver. L Driver. Justice for L Driver and both of her eyes.
4: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> both of her eyes.
1: In a I just world, L Driver would be able to see. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: She's, they should have just let her kill Beatrix in the hospital like she was about to. She was right there. Then Bill wanted to be a fucking dumbass. That's why Bill had to die. Fuck you, Bill.
4: (laughs) Alright. Well, I don't want to alarm you guys, but now, after my pick, I'm going to have the two funniest people in the Tarantino universe. And so my team is very stacked. I'm taking Steven from Django.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Dear Lord, let me please kill this man. motherfucker.
4: No, nothing has to be said about exactly with that movie. He's just, he's the funniest part in a super amazingly funny film. Easily the funniest part in that film. He's incredible. Samuel L. Jackson is a legend. I love him.
5: Please never Samuel die. Samuel L. Jackson as a racist slave. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. We were talking about most impressed uh,
0: Quentin Tarantino characters. He might be up there.
5: You know when Sammy J got that script, he laughed for, like, three days straight. He thought it was the greatest thing ever.
0: All right. Second pick, or Jake? No, go ahead, Jake.
5: Is it me? It is me. Yeah, two All picks. Right. Yeah, there's there's so much on the table that's really good, and I, I don't know if I... There's one card that I really want to play just because I think it's one of the funniest. Um, Do it. No, I'll I'll save it. I'll save it for later. So, first, I'm going to take, and I'm sorry to take from the same movie twice, but I'm going to take Onren Ishii. Great choice. That was my next choice. Every time. If you, honestly, if we only just had Kill Bill 1, I think we would have been fine because we would have just lived and breathed off the crazy 88 fight scene. And then, obviously, the final fight between. Uh, Beatrix and Oren. And the fact that that uh, Lucy Liu says you won't last five minutes and the fact that she kills her in five minutes and 30 seconds. Um, Four fifty-nine. There you go. Um, for my final though, I will be taking Bruce Willis as Butch Coolidge. Really? If only for the fact that I say Zed's dead baby Zed's dead at least <laughs> once a day <laughs> at least once a day because I think his character is actually pretty boring I mean ex- except for the fat the, the gimp scene with Marcellus Wallace and I'm pretty not fucking okay or I'm pretty far from okay <laughs> like that's kind of his only thing he, he throws a, a, a boxing match and then that's about it he puts on pants he puts on jeans very sensuously Really, the best part of that movie is is the character I really want to take, but let's say for special missions. But I will be taking uh, Butch Coolidge. Please okay. tell me you're not
4: gonna take the Gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Gimp's uh, asleep. Wake him up.
0: All right, uh, we gotta. I know we're live on YouTube, but we get to pause for like two seconds. I'll be right back.
4: Whose motorcycle no. is that? It's not a motorcycle, baby. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. <laughs> Whose chopper is that? <laughs> Zed. Who's Zed? Zed's Wait, dead, baby. why do we have to pause? Zed's it's dead. my turn now. Why don't I just go while he's gone? <laughs> Brayden, I'm going to go while you're gone. Go ahead. I have to piss so bad. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> my, my choice is a deep cut. I'm taking Abernathy from Death Proof. Rosario. Oh, was, wow. I had a weird. I For whatever reason, I did not realize how attractive Rosario Dawson was, and one of my best friends is like obsessed with her and I would always make fun of him for having that that be his crush and then I saw Death Proof and I was like oh my god Rosario Dawson's the most beautiful woman in the world Uh, I love Death Proof it's super funny I also really like Kurt Russell's character in Death Proof and I just like basically like all the four women that are in Death Proof it's just like a super cool short film I like it a lot it feels very Tarantino like a very like he got high one night and just wrote this and just like put it out and I just really like it so Death Proof
5: so this is for all your listeners go on to imdb look up death proof and look at the third photo under photos and it is honestly i kind of want to make it the cover of this episode because (laughs) it is quintessential quentin i'm not going to spoil it but go to imdp go to look up death proof scroll down to photos right above cast third photo Okay. I think I've
4: seen this one before. You said third photo right above
5: cast. So, yeah, if you so if you're on any IMDb page, there's like videos which shows the trailer and then there's photos. In the third First photo. photo is of Kurt Russell. Next photo is Tarantino and Kurt Russell. And the third photo is Tarantino on a camera on a 65mm lens straight on Rosario Nelson's feet. <laughs> just <laughs> straight in fact I'm going to save this photo and you, also, it, but...
4: you also you <laughs> also also see in these photos uh, Jungle Julius feet as well because there all, are so many basically there are a ton of feet in Death Proof and it's only like like it's like 45 get minutes feet. these are good feet it's like 45 minutes and there are That's feet all feet. over it.
3: these are good feet wait what, what did he... I
4: miss
5: okay
3: you missed so we're that. Talking I took,
4: about. I took
0: Abernathy from Death Proof yeah. oh okay. we're
5: talking feet Rosario Dawson's care Oh, well, if,
0: yeah. I mean, as we, as one does with the. Tarantino. If you go,
5: if you actually, I didn't even bother. If it, scrolling down, there's another shot of Kurt Russell just pointing two feet. Uh, I'm,
3: quite, a, <laughs> I'm not
4: a foot person, but funnel number four with Sydney uh, Timia Portier. I'm not a foot person, but her foot looks beautiful, <laughs> and so I'm going to give putting uh, this
5: credit for this one because
3: I'm telling you, her foot looks
5: beautiful. Justice what? For feet. What, what was, was the? <laughs> what was the other movie? Because. Death Proof came out as as a a double, well, and the other one was uh, it's uh what, it's
4: it's like it, something nice. Rob like Rodriguez, like a knight. yeah, and and she <sighs> like
5: loses her her leg, and her leg becomes a machine gun or something. Yep. Yeah.
4: Death what is Proof. It? Uh, grindhouse. It was a
5: movie. Yes. Was it grindhouse? it grindhouse? But it,
4: his was like called Planet Terror I think. Planet Terror. Yeah. Because yeah, was the, the grindhouse movie. was the overall title, but the two films yeah. had separate titles. And Machete's right. in Grinehead. Machete's
0: in Terror, oh,
5: Danny yeah. Trejo. <laughs> Wasn't that its own movie, too?
0: Yeah. It, oh it, it spun God. off and somehow into its own movie. Yep. Uh,
5: Deck, which, the... mache- which Machete, I think, might have inspired the the tire movie about the killer tire. Anyway. Oh, Deck. I remember that killer tire movie. What was that called? It, it I forgot what it, it's something rubber or something like that. It, was it a, a, a machete and, and inspired two movies. One of them is the tire one, and the other one is Hobo with a Shotgun, which never watched Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with oh, a the Shotgun movie. was awesome. <laughs> it, it, it is a, it is truly a wild ride of a film. It Actually, has
0: good reviews.
5: Oh no, it's it's a great film, and it's it's it, good. It, 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 it exists, again, only in the Tarantino universe of, like, you either know this movie or you don't need to know this movie, but it's, you know.
0: Dex, final pick.
1: Because he's still on the board, I'm gonna go with Rick Dalton just because somebody yeah. has to take Rick Dalton. That, that is, Booth, you get a lot of
4: value late in the draft.
1: I love that. Yeah, Rick Dalton is great, and that's a great Leo performance, too. So. Hmm.
5: Eight fucking whiskey sours, you couldn't have, <laughs> dude. I was just about to quote that. I think, <laughs> the <laughs> <fact> that, <laughs> dude. The fact that he basically improvised that entire speech—like, credit where credits due. It's mind-blowingly good, and that little girl is going places. We talked about her last Julie week. Julia Butters.
1: Julia we Butters, guy, I considered her character but I was like, nah, I can't do that two weeks in a row. <laughs> That's some of the best acting I've ever seen. Right. Fucking
0: Dalton! <laughs> <laughs> you it's incredible. Take Mar-
1: the flamethrower to the girl in the Dalton. pool.
0: <laughs> that that was the funniest thing I think I besides the besides some of the, the dog stuff. food. <laughs> oh my
5: god! That the was fact so that the, that the actual like, is there any way to make it less hot or whatever the scene is when he's first using the flamethrower is a real life <laughs> quote like. You literally said that, and they shoved it in the movie because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flamethrower.
1: I got to be honest, uh, bro. I was, so, I was so nervous. I went, like, opening weekend to go see that movie in theaters. I might have been their opening night. And the whole audience, like, the whole time was just on tilt. Like, fuck, how is Tarantino going to Like, we place? know
4: he's about to have her get... Brutally ripped apart. Yeah, we're camera, about to have like- Margot Robbie
1: get <laughs> fucked up. Like, how's this gonna go wrong? What, like, weirdo shit? Is Quentin Tarantino like? Are we gonna look at her severed foot for two minutes? Like, what? <laughs> what is about to happen? And then Brad Pitt is to dude in the face with dog food. Leo DiCaprio it's like a relief. Like, lights up some chick in a pool with a flamethrower. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Whole theater's dying laughing. <laughs>
0: it was just a catharsis actually it was weird it was like phew uh, thank
1: god we didn't have to like, <laughs> go, i don't like that movie as much
0: rail. as i thought i would but the the catharsis of that final, final scene was just it, 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 i keep saying it's palpable i was just like oh thank god you didn't do like when I mean, we didn't uh, why did we think anything different but yeah <laughs> my uh my final pick it's kind of um it's 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 one that's I may have I may be overreaching even picking him, but I, I love this scene so much. Lieutenant Archie Hickox uh from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that's a good pick. Is Great choice. I, I that's, that's the pick. thing that catapulted Michael Fassbender into leading man status. So yeah. that that scene, the the Triglaza scene is
5: I think about Oh it's so good. I think about this all the time. Amazing. (laughs) And the
0: well if uh, if I'm gonna be speak out the queen's tongue. Yeah, I might as well be speaking the queen the king's (laughs) uh, (laughs) seeing as I'm going to be rapping on the door momentarily is oh it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I'm gonna
3: watch that when we get out this call. It's so good. I'm definitely watching bastards after we get out of yeah, He crushed it BTC to your Nazi balls. He crushes, crushes that. Mm.
0: And the fact that he actually knows German because and, mm. like, several other languages, incredible. 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 Anyway, take final pick, Bradford.
3: Ah, right. It's on me. Yep. Um, I am going to take, um... Go Go from Kill Bill Volume 1. I think Oren gets like all the shine. Like, Gogo was like badass as hell. Really? <laughs> I, liked her, her, I liked her swinging thing. That was like amazing. <laughs> She's I mean, amazing. I, I just like swinging things in general. I, so, I'm with like you, bro. whips, I'm, and Catwoman, I'm, and all that.
1: I'm, I'm here for this. But part. yeah. But she got domed
0: by a by a chair leg. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it looks so How dope. That so
3: and it had it nails
4: was. in it. It wasn't just a chair leg, it had nails on the end of it.
3: That's a pop. I think her. And story when I See when I She, went out been, she, went out she did go outside. I want justice for. I, I, I want. I want justice for GoGo too. Justice it's for sure. GoGo. <laughs> yeah, the only reason mine. I'm a- hashtag, justice because- hashtag justice for GoGo.
4: Hashtag justice for
5: uh, L Driver. The you want to screw me scene. Makes my skin crawl. That's like the guy God. they cast the, the
4: man, like the, just his face and his teeth. Just, the biggest
5: pedophile in the world. Like he, they looks, found he, he looks,
4: perfect. like a pedophile. It's like I don't know any pedophiles. I don't think, but that dude, I know that dude's a pedophile. Like the way they made him look was just so creepy.
0: <laughs> um, and the fact it's just like blood and guts, and Tarantino never skimps on. Like I want to know what his blood budget is for fake blood.
1: Apparently there's there actually are 450 a number gallons of it in the yeah kill bill there's movie. actually a number what really mm-hmm. oh shit
5: there's an actual number attached to that
0: all right so that is our uh quentin tarantino draft that is our kill bill episode thank you for the people that have uh recently subscribed to the youtube channel after we tweeted it out and um uh, thank you for the people that watched the entire time if you did i mean we appreciate it share this video if you would like this is how you get the raw and uncut version of me saying that i have to go piss in the middle of our podcast so there's that real quick Um, i
1: gotta i gotta drop the bear jew and i'm gonna pick up Bridget Von Hammersmart off the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, do we have any waiver wire? Do we
0: have any waiver wire decisions? Uh, no, I love I am, my team. I, am,
5: I will be picking up Christopher Walken's Captain Coons from Pulp Fiction because I frequently oh. think about his speech. <laughs> the, like he is, the watch up the ass. He is truly coming off the bench <laughs> and, like. <laughs> Hitting six threes and then just going sitting back down. (laughs) (laughs) He exists in that movie for five minutes and then it just dominates. Like, this watch, this was the watch of daddy's wrist when he was shot down over Hanoi. Like, that whole speech, (laughs) (laughs) he was captured put in the Vietnamese prison camp. Like, oh my god, I think about that speech so much. He was captured. (laughs) His ass. Uh, Five long years he wore this watch up his ass.
0: The wolf in uh, Pulp Fiction also. Is <laughs> the wolf kind of break in that character. Same vein.
5: He's so cool. Harvey Keitel, Wolfie.
0: I talk fast, I think fast. <laughs> he's like, you could say please. He's like, what? Please.
5: <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> uh, if you're taking Harvey Keitel and take Mr. White. From mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs? Yeah.
3: Cause yeah definitely.
5: Because that... I mean, truly, I don't think Harvey Keitel had a script in that movie. Like, I think that's just him talking. <laughs> <We> <laughs> one, all the time? I believe that. Of course, like, once ju- we... I uh, think that, like, that's who Harvey Keitel really is.
0: Ones we didn't pick, um, as far as uh, characters that people would know, is uh, Shoshana from Inglorious Bastards. That's a good one. Uh, Frederick Zoller which yeah, but uh, Django yeah,
5: there, there, There's an Django, argument. Django himself
0: Yeah
5: There's an argument for mm-hmm. George Clooney's Seth Gecko from Dust Dawn I truly <laughs> do Everyone about that movie
4: Everyone in uh, Ungrateful 8 or whatever that movie is called eight. Eight. Everybody from Ungrateful 8, eight. eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see
3: was Django was still on the board, right? Yep, yeah. Django.
0: is still, still on the board. board. Uh well, you still got um I mean not for it, it is incredibly racist, but uh Don Johnson <laughs> is Big Daddy and Django is hilarious.
3: He's <laughs>
5: hilarious. Um somebody's gonna make the argument for Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Just a dance scene at the yes. Playboy mansion.
0: Yes. Uh, she,
1: she was good, but like eh.
0: she, she forgettable.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: But somebody's gonna make it.
0: Awesome, all, Bruce. all right. Sorry. Yeah, the, the Bruce Lee. Shout
5: characters. out to
1: Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All
0: right, so that is our Kill Bill episode. Thank you for downloading,
3: subscribing. Bradford, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad John invited me. Um, I, I, I'm subscribing. I should have been, but I am now. Oh, okay. Uh, but, we, uh, love yeah, but, we love cool. it. We love it. better late yeah, than never. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here.
2: We're gonna I you I'm really
3: glad I got to talk this, too. One yeah. of my favorite songs ever is on this movie. It's the song that plays when um, Beatrix is in part two with her daughter. And it's called About Her by Malcolm McLaren. I play that every week. Um, Damn.
4: Great uh, yeah, song. It's amazing. Great song.
3: I'm, I'm glad y'all are And nobody we, we
0: didn't touch. We didn't talk about the soundtrack. Yeah. Overall, yeah. amazing soundtrack. Me,
3: me, me. <laughs> that, that, that turned into a exactly. meme and
0: the uh, uh, the whistling too also got turned into a meme yeah. or in like a TikTok video.
5: The 5678s being yeah. an actual real band. Man,
4: that, uh, the, every song that they play is just so good oh. during that scene like the music is as cool as the fighting for sure
5: how many freaking commercials had that yeah ooh, it was everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it was everywhere everywhere
1: can I be honest with y'all for a second are we in the trust tree I had no idea why chill bill was called chill bill until I watched this movie
4: <laughs> <laughs> wait but did you... wait you didn't know there was a sample
1: no, I knew it was a sample. I didn't know it was in this movie. Oh my God.
2: That's I was hilarious. just like, why'd
1: they call it Chill Bill? That's dumb. Is it just like a pun? Like, I don't get it. But <laughs> now, it now I pun? get it.
0: <laughs> that has been the One Take Podcast. You can find us at One Take. Bradford, where can they uh, find your Twitter, Instagram, anything that you're working on?
3: All uh, right, sure. My Twitter is at Percival because I write. Um, but yeah, feel free to pull up. I make um, relatively decent music takes, um, relatively decent uh, movie takes, and sometimes I cry a lot about the Rockets and the Texans, which I don't, yeah, don't want those to uh, Well, yeah. no,
0: I mean, same for me and Dex, and uh, Rockets for Teej as well, same. I have
3: no
4: comment um, on the Houston Rockets, thank you.
1: I gotta tell you guys, bro, <laughs> Bradford's Twitter, on New Music Thursdays, you have to follow this man. This man listens to everything. That. That comes out and will tell you what is worth your time. <laughs>
0: Percival Penman at Percival Penman. Uh, otherwise, uh, stay hashtag D uh, DW four Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> All right. Please and thank you. Um, you can find us at One Take Pod. That is the number one Take Pod on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Well, actually, One Take Pod on YouTube as well. You can find us. Uh, one take pod on Apple podcast Spotify and Google podcast we said we are the number one podcast on Google plus so sure Um, we do have a one in our name so there
4: you go yeah Uh, who's gonna
0: gonna gonna check us us?
4: on Google plus we we run Google (laughs) plus (laughs) bitch
0: for all of our new followers thank you uh, thank you so much for our for following our Twitter but go ahead do us a favor subscribe click that subscribe button or that follow button on uh spotify rate us five stars four stars three i don't care just rate us and leave us a review that really really does help us out a lot uh i keep saying it every podcast but it really does help us out a lot to uh get into other people's ears so they can join in in this one take podcast community so thank you so much to all of our new listeners thank you um to bradford for coming on dex what are we doing
1: Hashtag support Florence Pugh. It's time. Don't worry, darling. It's coming soon. I'm telling you. <laughs> Buy the Florence Pugh stock. It's going up. To the moon.
5: Dude, I am waiting for Florence Pugh to show up in um, WandaVision. WandaVision. <laughs> well, because Black Widow is supposed to come out by now.
0: Yeah. So Yes,
4: like- man. Oh, my God. Oh, can we so, oh like, my god, can we do a WandaVision episode? Wandavision is so good. We must. We might have to, yeah. do.
0: We so might have to do a good, recap. Bro, after it's it, so yeah. good.
4: What yeah, hey,
0: and everybody remember when we had to shame TG into watching that? I, I remember I won't <laughs> wanted to it took
4: Dex 13 billion years to That's watch it took Dex 13 million years to watch Kill Bill, and it took Wood hey. and about 17 million years to watch Goodfellas. So I don't think that this is fair, personally. <laughs> no, it's fair. Because I only fair. waited I only nobody. waited like three weeks.
3: Nobody's just a division right. of one division. Everybody was
4: so stuck on the fact <laughs> that it were I doing It's because I hate vision, but I oh, didn't realize so This show's vision. really about WandaVision. Same on everybody. And we can care less about vision. Tell fuck this. Y'all
1: Bradford. doubted we the Mouse Overlords. Never them. I will the not mouse. doubt
0: them again. Doubted the Hat Man, Kevin, Jag- Kevin Feige, Howie, Doubt. Falcon the Hat Man. and Bucky, day
4: one, I'm there, okay? I will never do it again. I will never doubt them again. I'm in.
5: You T- think Catherine Mouse T- 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 just signs her name to terrible scripts?
4: No, Catherine Hahn is doing a great job, and also that no. should have told me that it was going to be good. Uh, yeah, do you think need... she
5: signs her name to terrible scripts? No, she is a part of everything that's good. Those Han Odyssey commercials; those deserve Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't
0: care. I just I don't care. I just need Tej to, uh, or I just need people to go see what Tej calls Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Twitter. No comment <laughs> to, <laughs> on that. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, I can't say it but the um yeah you can find us on all those streaming platforms thank you so much to uh everyone that has called us in the recent days and a uh, supportful of you we're out peace out